Fuck you, Lyle. No. I know we said we're doing this in the bracket, and but we're, we're doing it anyway. No, we get one more chance. We're not yeah. one, more chance. one more chance. It's been more chance. Character. It's been four months. Bad acting. Bad acting. Bad takes. It's been four months. I think we can give it up. This is season Brandon seven. Just muted Lucas and an act no. of tyranny. No, oh my he, god, oh, he can't talk. Uh, no, this is season seven. You, this is my birthday you episode. This, we're not shitting we on Lyle. Give it enough enough time. We didn't Lyle hate him enough. is. This is my birthday a, episode. We're doing something different. A, a bile? No. Bile, bile. <laughs> he's not bile. He's, he's acid. He's, he's sick. Bad. He, he belongs up in the gallows along with little Nicky and some of our other worst treatments. In the Hang gallows. Hang the crocodile. Hang the crocodile. Hang the crocodile. Hang the crocodile. And this is Hang Chef. the crocodile. Fuck you, Lyle. <laughs> yeah. Chef could probably cook up Lyle pretty good. Oh, I bet he could. Yeah, yeah Lyle was New actually Orleans in style. this movie. Oh, he was that crocodile head in New Orleans. Yeah. He was the beignet. He was the beignet. <laughs> he was a puff pastry coated in powdered sugar. Lou, you okay, buddy? Come hey, here. guys. Um, if you hear my dogs, it's because my dogs are terrified right now with a giant thunderstorm going on, but... Luke Ginger always makes a scene anyway, and Lucas usually he screams an "ow, appearance. fuck, fuck, ow" at some point during it. So him right now. he makes a scene. Um, hey guys, it's season seven, um, and it's my birthday episode. Season seven. This Ooh. is all about me <laughs> for the next sixteen Ooh. weeks. Get ready yeah. to know. I'm eat, not big dog eat, anymore. I've eat, new breathe, week. and live, Seth Ryan Tigner. There we go. Son of Cecilia and Levi. You're weird. <laughs> but it is my birthday episode. I didn't have a birthday episode technically last year because it started with Seth being like, I need a birthday episode. <laughs> so we started a birthday episode kind of thing. And then Alex was pissed because she's like, hey, we didn't do a birthday episode for me. I was like, Seth started this shit in July. So now we're doing it. Yes. I didn't make a scene about it. I was just like, hey, can I pick a movie <laughs> for a birthday? You were like, sure. You're like, we, yes, but now you're like, we have to do like a, a we're, You were like, we have to do a three-hour podcast on Pokemon. I did cry. About that. We got we so that drunk that episode. The nadir of this podcast, and now we have a wholly unique selection process to this podcast, where Brandon picks it for once. Yeah, I've never picked a film so far. It's so exciting. I uh, know that was heavily poisoned <laughs> with irony. I mean, I usually try and pick things that are like. That might be, like, really good for the podcast. I just picked this movie because I really enjoy it. So. I did pick this one or, for me. Or stuff that's not directed by women. Yeah, exactly. Or things that Lucas suggests. Yeah. yeah he's all of <laughs> hey, Lucas, yeah. can you pick a movie for my birthday choice? <laughs> no, I, I'm at the other 51 episodes. Yeah, I had a couple that I was torn between. I thought about Bad Words, uh, Jason Bateman comedy. I thought about Don't Think Twice, a Mike Barbiglia dramedy. This was in the running, and then I just thought, fuck it, let's do Interstellar. 
I was like, uh, that might be a little heavy of a topic to start season seven. So I ended up with Chef from 2014, and I got some questions for you guys. I'm Chefin. Shoot. You're Sethin. Ooh. Ooh. Um, is it Lucas like, it. no. <laughs> He's not. He is he not. He isn't. <laughs> That's our season seven. Instead of he is, it's just he isn't. Yeah. Um, questions We're for you guys. negative. First one. Do you like cooking? At times. I did it professionally for a while. Mm. I'm sure Seth did his in some fashion as well. Mm-hmm. I have not. So you guys are both better cooks than me. I like cooking at home. It's fun at home, but at work it's like, I don't want to cut this tomato. <laughs> Why would you ever cut a tomato at home? You hate them. Yeah. That's, yeah. <laughs> That's the point. <laughs> strictly for throwing. Yeah. Yeah, okay. It's for booing Brandon when he walks into a room. Yeah. My other question for you guys is, do you like um, being uh, a male that has yeah. significantly hotter female counterparts than them that's me my whole life brother <laughs> i've been out kicking my coverage for 26 years it's crazy the league came up with that that may have been the most lasting impression from the league out kicking your coverage was that where it started phrase mm-hmm. damn good for them good for them well if you answered yes to like king cooking or being a male and being having way more attractive female counterparts than yourself. You've come to the right place. This is the good, the bad, and the movies. And kicking off season seven, we did Chef from 2014. Had either of you guys heard of or seen the film before? Hadn't seen it. I heard it was a a little piece. That could mean anything. I heard it... I heard it was a charm. I heard it was something. I heard it was a movie. (laughs) Little, little bitty movie this John Favreau made. I like John Favreau. You do for a while, even though he has a large realm in like was, Ma- Marvel that, and that was my disclaimer. Yeah, large, yeah, for a while belly. I liked him. Um, he does have a large belly too, mm-hmm. Seth. Yes. Um, and had you you hadn't seen, but you'd heard of. No. Oh, you hadn't heard of either. No. Marina hadn't heard of it either, or heard of it but didn't recognize it at all. And was like a chef. There's also a Netflix. Uh, <laughs> there's also a Netflix TV show where it's like behind the scenes of them like cooking things in the food truck called The Chef Show, which I enjoy as well. Yeah, I do. I don't know what you're talking about. No, okay, that's yeah, fine. Sorry. Um. So before we get into it, we're drinking beers. I had a couple options. I thought I'm trying to find something like like Latin Cuban vibe drinks. I thought let's find something that has a food truck or like food truck synonymous things on it. Or just wine, because you cook a lot with wine, so Seth and I could just drink some red wine. Dumb. Seth was like, what, what are well, we going to do next time we do a cooking show? Oil? Yeah, we, we just, just drink oil. What was, what was the verdict? So I was just looking at beers at Town & Country here in Billings, and I ended up finding one called Wheels Goes Around. <laughs> it's, a, it's a goze. Nice. Uh, raspberry. What, what's a goze? Uh, yeah, Seth looked a it up. Rosé. Yeah, it's it's like a sour beer, but the specific distinction is um, fermenting with salt. So instead of wheat. Well, there's certain um, bacteria they use for sour beers that give it the acidic sour flavor from it. Okay. So it goes is very similar to that, but there's a salt, so it almost cuts on some of the acidity, unless you put you know like too much. Um, but yeah, unless you put sulfuric acid in it, yeah, and kill everybody, yeah. then it won't taste like a sour beer. 
Interesting. Hi, um, it's also from Left Hand Brewing Company, and I'm left-handed, so. Yeah, it all added up. It it's perfect. benefiting the National MS Society, either Missouri or multiple sclerosis. I'm not sure. Mm. Um, it's a Missouri MO. MS oh, yeah, MS is Mississippi. Uh, from our hand to yours, it's a raspberry and lemon peel flavor. It does say bike MS. More than $4.7 million raised and counting. Raised 14 IBUs. Um, and 4.4% alcohol brewed on the banks of the mighty St. Vrain. It is Mississippi. You know that for a fact? Yes. Yeah, no, Vrain. it's, it's, mul- enjoy this tart ale brewed to raise the awareness for multiple sclerosis. Yeah. That's what he said. You're talking about Mississippi. Yeah, as a joke, of course it's not made for Mississippi. It's not a fundraiser for a state. Could be. No, it could not That's be. That's taxes. That's taxes. That's tourism. That's state parks. It's not a beer. It's good marketing is what it is. <laughs> have you tr- have you tried it yet? Yeah, I tried it like four times it's already. Head of marketing. Me? That's tasty. It's an easy drink. Yeah, it's not as sour as the other one from no, work. From Bam. But yeah. Which um, they're not bringing back. Oh, really? Yeah, I'm pissed. Mm. Uh, Lucas, what you drinking? I got a cold brew coffee. Oh, excellent. That that I made. How, how many IBUs? Four. It's pretty oh, good. Really low, yeah. Yeah, not a bitter coffee. So it's good for coffee. Uh, that, actually, that's true. Yeah. Not bitter at all. Well, getting into it today, our director Four. is John Favreau. A director and writer, actually. And producer. As far as directing, he's done a film called Made. He directed Elf. Oh. He did. He did. He directed Zathura. Nice. Good movie. Marina loves it it. just for Dax Shepard and Josh Hutcherson. You haven't heard of Zathura? It's fine. It's just Jumanji. It's it's space Jumanji. It's Jumanji if Jumanji was like a six. I'll pass. What do you have? What do you give Jumanji? Uh, it's a seven. <laughs> what do you give the new one with The Rock and Kevin Hart? The three. Okay. Um, he's, I haven't seen it, but he also I did Iron Man know. one and two, which is at the Part very, the, very yeah, beginning of MCU. Responsible for all this mess. I think part of Chef is it's to a tone of those sins that he brought upon us all. Potentially, um, he did Cowboys and Aliens. <laughs> Never mind, yeah. <laughs> he did the live-action Jungle Book, the live-action Lion King, and then as far as TV goes, he's written one episode of The Office, one episode of The Orville, the Seth MacFarlane space one. Anyone know? Uh, one episode of The Mandalorian. It's called Orville? Yeah, The Orville. That sounds familiar. One episode of The Mandalorian, uh, one episode of Young Sheldon, and 22 episodes of The Chef Show. The chef show. Yeah. Uh, it's, I don't know. Seems it's a little problematic filmography for me. But uh, other people probably love him for all the things that he's done. Cowboys and Aliens. No, included. except for that one. No, people love it. <laughs> that movie, yeah, people I'm, do like that one, actually. I heard that Someone movie told me sucked. That. I don't know, man. Every movie kind of sucks if you think about it, but people like them. Space Chimps. No, that's the only <laughs> movie that passes um and then as a writer he did uh swingers he wrote made swingers did, is is awesome i love swingers that's his best thing he did the first 20 million dollars is always the hardest really long title of a movie 
He did True, Couples Retreat. Uh, seven, seven episodes he, of the Book of Boba Fett. He's buddies with Vince Vaughn. That's his other deal. Yeah. That's... And 24 episodes of The Mandalorian. Boo. Marina likes Couples Retreat a lot. I think I've seen half no. of that. It's kind of funny. Mm. The ro- the Guitar Hero face-off scene was kind of weird. As like a that. climax of the film. That's weird. Yeah. There was a summer I spent... Um, I watched like half of a ton of movies because they were on FX. But every time a commercial came on, I'd like switch it to Sports Center or something. So I've seen like half of... Back. What's that? I never come back. Yeah, or like... Well, I've seen half of it, but not like the first or second half. I've seen half of it cumulatively. So like I've seen... Yeah a good portion of all the final destinations and part of wanted I saw. Ooh, I like wanted. I wonder it was pretty good for one of those real cheesy, uh, action movie. They're curving the bullet. I love Damn. James McAvoy. Yeah. I didn't realize that was his first movie. What? Yeah. Holy shit. He looks pretty generic. I didn't like, yeah, pick true. him out of a crowd. Yeah. If I saw him in person, I'd walk right by him. Cause I wouldn't realize. But you would stop to say hi to Lucas. So Lucas is more famous than James McAvoy. More recognizable, at least. Wow, good job, Lucas. I'm 6'5", that's why. (laughs) That'll do it. That'll do it. Taller. That's the only reason you knew Bill Russell when you saw him at the Seattle Zoo was because he was 6'11". He was was taller than you. recognized game. (laughs) You saw Bill Russell, too? Wait, you've yeah, seen he was in Bill a Russell? Wheelchair. No, Michael Wheeler saw him at oh. uh, Old Faithful. He saw him at Yellowstone Park. Hell yeah. yeah. Oh, he was at the Seattle Zoo, just looking at orangutans with me. He's just been a tourist for the last 60 years, or however long he, he was died. alive. Yeah. He died doing That's what he life. loved, being at a museum. <laughs> he did. He did. And surrounded by his family. <laughs> that, yeah. Um, I love that. The world was his family. Yeah. The orangutans. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Brandon. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, you can't say that. What the fuck is wrong with He's you? He's dead. <laughs> he dead? That's racist. That's horribly... Racist I wasn't making it racist. I wasn't racist making it racist. Brandon, you compared one of the most famous black people in America to monkeys. You said they were his family. <laughs> and you're saying that's Fair not idea. racist. I didn't mean for it to be racist. He did horrible. He did. He's off the hook. <laughs> I'm it's off the podcast. Oh, well, Katie. Oh, look, it's Katie. <laughs> we have a guest. <laughs> I accidentally sent Katie the link instead of you, Lucas, and so... Oh, no. And now she's here. Katie, what'd you think of Chef? Well, refresh. Update. Get her. She's updated. Now what did you think of Chef? Great. Ten. <laughs> yeah, uh, on a, the John Lasagna scale, 0 to 10, what would you give it? An 8? Okay. That's pretty good. Rookie score. <laughs> yeah, there's no decimal. <laughs> yeah, there. what the hell? Um, well, we're getting into it. Our cast today, big cast. You got, you got John Favreau. You got uh, Sofia Vergara. Robert Downey Jr. Scarlett Johansson, Dustin Hoffman, John Leguizabo, Zabo Zamo. Give me that. Let me read them. <laughs> the namesake Can- of our scale. I know. Bobby Cannavale. Uh, Incredibly MJ- good looking. Bobby? Oh, he's so hot. Wait, who, you know who he's married Bobby? to? He's the sous chef. He's Tony. You know who he's, he's married to-, to? Oh, Tony. Oh, who's he married to? Me. Rose Byrne. 
Oh, I think I did know that. I don't know who Rose is. Rose Byrne? She was She's uh, in Neighbors. She's in Neighbors. She was neighbors. the 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 protagon the antagonist in Bridesmaids. Oh, she's pretty. Yeah. Yeah. I love Bridesmaids. Um, this movie's also got Oliver Platt, Amy Sedaris, and MJ Anthony. Uh MJ spelled E M J A Y. That's so fucked. MJ. You gotta make it phonetic. And so a big cast. Huge. It's little bits for all of them though, you know? Little bits. Little bits. It's Bye Katie. Later. I love that she's on here and nobody on the podcast is gonna hear anything she says because she doesn't have a mic. Just trust us. Yeah, just trust us. She, she was, was here. here. Or tune into the YouTube. Her face will be viral. Bye. Viral. Viral. Shibuya. And that was Katie. <laughs> Just accidentally sent her that link. And now that she came on. Guest appearance. Yeah. Unprompted. Um, so yeah, little bits for I'm a lot fettered. of actors and a plot for you today. You've got a head chef quits his restaurant job and buys a food truck in an effort to reclaim his creative promise while piecing back together his estranged family. Mm. Me familia. Piecing. I mean, the thing about this, about this whole movie that even you, you figure out pretty early on is that he's, he's trying to do it like his own career. That's what the, the allegory is, right? Mm-hmm. Like, he's been a big, giant director working for other people forever, and then he's like, I gotta do my own thing. That's where I'm happy, is making my little movies. So, which which ones were his own little movies? Like, this one? Mm-hmm. This, yeah, like, this is his food truck. Yeah, which, this movie. Yeah, which, I don't know. He kind of, I think, hypocrites himself, because doesn't he do fucking giant movies later after this? Yeah. So he's like, actually, I'm gonna go back to the corporate. I like money. But maybe that's, maybe that's, that's part money. of yeah, jumping, ahead. The menu. <laughs> jumping ahead. Maybe that's kind of plays off the ending where he gets back into a deal with a full time restaurant, not his food truck again. I mean, I, so, uh, yeah, kind of. Supposedly, he's going to have more creative justices in this new restaurant. But yeah, I guess it depends well, on how you interpret it. What was his most recent movie? Cowboys and Aliens Two, the live action Lion King. Exactly my point. Yeah. One of the most reviled things of the of the last five years, I think. Everybody hated it, and it had like the greatest people in it. Oh, I liked it. Donald Glover was in it. I liked it a lot. It had good music, I think. Hmm. I haven't seen it still. <laughs> what do you think, Junjo? I just heard, but why Look is how he? Blurry he is. How did you do that to him? <laughs> he doesn't want to be on the on the video. <laughs> Tune into the YouTube at twenty seven forty to see how see crisp <laughs> Lucas is and just what how setting did you put on him? He put the he put on the no cat setting. It's like specifically cut off around every oh, piece of hair on Jinjo. It's one of those uh, like when AI, somebody's it's AI. It's like one of the when somebody's being interviewed and they're they're giving a confession, but their face is blurred and they got the the voice modifier on oh. it. But it's just their face and it's blurry. Usually yeah. they use it for comedic effect in movies where you can clearly tell. Well, it was it is. super funny there. My name's Zuck like, Muckerberg because I could tell that that was Jinjo <laughs> and not Alex. Mm -hmm. So, but you couldn't tell what voice it was, so it no. could have been any cat. Yeah, it hasn't it spoken been a street yet. Cat. Um, street cat. and then I've got some history for you guys. 
Chef is a 2014 American road comedy drama film. I've never seen Jinjo's eyes. <laughs> They're always closed. They're still closed. <laughs> he won't do it. <laughs> Uh, it's a uh, 2014 American road comedy drama film. Favre wrote the script after directing several big budget films, wanting to go back to the basics and create a film about cooking. He says he was inspired by films such as The Van, uh, Jiro Dreams Ish-tar. of Sushi, Eat, Drink, Man, Woman, and Big Night to create a small-scale food-centric film. Food truck owner and chef Roy Choi served as a producer and oversaw the menus and food prepared for the film. Is that the guy we saw in the end credits? Yeah. Principal photography took place in July of 2013 in L.A., Miami, Austin, and New Orleans. Before this film was produced, there was another film written by uh, Stephen Knight with a similar plot and also titled Chef being developed by Sony Pictures (laughs) since 2007. When production of this movie started, Sony served John Favreau's production with a cease and desist over the title Chef, and Sony cleared the titles Chef and The Chef with the MPAA and requested Aldamiza, which controlled Favreau's film, to change the title of their film on threat of legal action. Favreau's film ended up winning that and being titled Chef and was released in 2014, while Sony's Chef changed its title to Adam Ouch. Jones in 2014. Bad title. And was retitled and released as Burnt in 2015. Oh, Burnt. By the Weinstein Company in October of 2015. I think Burnt was uh, a disaster. I heard. I mean, it was in production since 2007. That's eight years. Yeah, Bradley Cooper's in it. Yep. Ouch. That one took eight years. This one took one year. Brandon, my feet are cold. Okay. Louis there. Put him underneath him. No, he's scared. I know he's scared, and he likes to... Ginger. He'll take your warmth. It's not a bad trade. But, with that, it's budget time! Are we about to guess the dime? Can you guess... The quarter? There we go. Seth, how about you kick it off? Um, This movie cost... Thank you. I wasn't even meaning to look at that. Uh, $12.5 million. Okay. Not bad. It's probably more. It's probably like 23. That's interesting. He's, he is the star. I doubt he paid himself for that. It's mostly, is it mostly self-produced? I don't know. I'm gonna say I'm gonna I'm gonna dip under you. I'm gonna go eleven million dollars. Would he, a, it's RDJ. Yeah, that's mm. RDJ Sophia and but he's his buddy. Scarlett I think Johansson. it's I'm gonna say that's, eleven million dollars. I'm wondering little bitty, little bitty movie. If he self produces, like any money he puts in, is that gonna be part of the budget? Like if he put a mill into the project, I think does so, that count? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Are you, just total money. Are you sticking with twelve point four? Yeah, I'll stick with it. Yeah. You're sticking with eleven. Yeah. One of you guys is right. Oh, shit. That's got to be Lucas. There's no <laughs> it's Lucas. 12.5. <laughs> it's it $11 million. Damn it, dude. Ooh. Which is tough because of the big cast. You're like, how much are you paying these guys? But small roles for RDJ, Dustin Hoffman. Yeah. And it's not like the sets were super expensive, it looked like. They were just, I mean, in a truck for yeah. a lot of it. You could get a, into a kitchen pretty easily. It's not, like, super difficult to set all that stuff up. Yeah. 
And if he is friends with everybody, you can get all these people on him, and they're like, "Yeah, we'll That's do it." Yeah, yeah, he he yeah. directed we'll Iron Man, so he's got RDJ already. Yeah, and Dustin Scar- Hoffman's gone senile, so he's just like, "I'll be in anything." <laughs> Scar Joe's Black Widow, so he's worked with yeah. that in the Marvel stuff. With that, what the fuck? <laughs> I didn't mean it like that. Like that ass, ass. yeah. <laughs> Um. Okay, eleven million. <laughs> what do you think this movie made opening weekend, Lucas? What is this? I don't know. Um, I think this was like a late bloomer hit. I'm gonna say off the whiteboard six or seven million dollars. I'll say seven million dollars on that weekend. Okay, Seth. Little opening bitty weekend. Uh, two point five. I didn't even hear of it. Uh, one of you guys is so close. It's Seth. Oh shit! Was it three? And mm. uh, no, you're still. You're. It's further off than three. It's mm. two hundred and four thousand dollars and two hundred four thousand nine hundred and sixty-one dollars. Damn, not a I lot. Exact shocked. number on that, huh? Yeah. When it's low enough, I usually put like to the dollar value. Yeah. That's good. Um, Seth, what do you think this made in U.S. and Canada total? Five million? Okay. That's such a low number for a modern movie on opening weekend. Movie. Movie. I haven't done that in a while. You're going to stick with five? Yeah, I think so. Okay. Kind of crazy. Uh, six. Sorry. Six million and yeah. 15. I just like the number better. The winner is Lucas. It's 31.4 million. Okay. Good comeback. Day of modern marketing. Ostensibly. Ostensibly. They put it on Twitter. They the whole put movie. It on the Food Network. Ooh. That'd be, that could work. It's not. Yeah, okay. And last but not least, Lucas, worldwide. 40. Mr. Worldwide. 41. You ass. Well, our winner today is Lucas. Damn. No, I'm kidding. It's Seth. Damn. It's 48.4. China loved it. What a cruel joke. I don't think China was a big portion of that. No, it was probably all Zimbabwe, maybe. Probably. Probably. France. Like, let's see what food looks like. Yeah. We haven't (laughs) met it before. So this is what they're raving about in America. What's that? What's that comedian? There's a... Bill Burr. He's got... No, I don't think so. He's he's like an older dude, like 70s, 80s, maybe. He's ranting about... It was Elaine May. She was ranting about, like... You said older dude, and he was like, Elaine May. We keep delivering all this food to Africa. Why don't they just move to where the food is? Why are we shipping it all out? But I forget the comic's name. Mm. George Carlin. No, but a similar type to that guy. Hmm. Like a Harvey Dangerfield, almost. So, 11... Is that right? Mm -hmm. Rodney. Rodney. Thank you. (laughs) Harvey Keitel. Yeah, you were like, yeah, that sounds right. Um, So $11 million budget ended up making 48.4. That's a good turnaround for a self-produced small film. Turned around. Got himself a nice Cubano. Favro. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Got himself a what? I'm sorry. A sandwich. And now we've got... He said a dune buggy. No, he said a Cubano. Yeah, okay. And now we've got taglines. There's only one, and it's at the very bottom for you. Mm -hmm. Starting from scratch, never tasted so good. What an ass tagline. 
That's oh. the worst one I've ever read. I think I say that every week. I like it. That is bad. It's so bad. No, I like it. It's so bad. Why is it bad? Because starting from scratch always tastes better. So when you're like, it never tasted this good, you're making it sound like it didn't taste good sometimes. It's always best. Or maybe it's always good, but this is the best. And if I ever turned it, my life around, I wouldn't say it tastes so good to be in a place even- from stable. Just the simple change of making it from scratch instead of starting from scratch to make it cooking related. That's true. That's too. better. Yeah. Yeah. Still bad, but better. What if, what if in the future, cause you said like it would never taste so good. What if like mm-hmm. once you die and you become a four dimensional being, you know, and you can transcend time and whatnot, yeah, just and life me, is not just you a, guys. Yeah. And it's life's me. just a concept. Mm-hmm. All the lives that you can transcend through you just actually eat and you can taste them like it's a bag of chips. And so it's like, this is, the, this is the sour cream and cheddar ruffle with the most orange on it. Uh-huh. So when I become fourth dimensional yeah. and I experience people's lives by eating their lives as and a concept. Hurt. It's your life. They'll taste like different flavors of chips. It's your life. Am you're, I understanding this? You're digesting it in different segments. And, but they taste like different flavors of chips. No, they're so all I'm the still same. associating them. They're with all one. the same flavor of chip, whatever one you want it to be, but some might taste better. No. Ones might be more seasoned. I'm moving on from this. I'm very confused I am not by moving. what you're saying. It's clear that you're a four-dimensional being that can tra- transcend time and, and time other then people's lives a- taste like chips. No, I get your it. own life. Why would I live my own life again when there's so many? I could be John Favreau and start from scratch and it would never Just taste so good. Just because you're four-dimension doesn't mean you get Sophia to live Vergara. other lives. I could bang Sophia Vergara and Scarlett Johansson and John Leguizamo if I so Not if you're please. living other people's lives. You have to do that yourself. Fine. I'm going, I got to get a head start on this, so I'm actually going to dip out right now. You guys enjoy the rest of the episode. I got to go make some calls. We, he, he makes some changes in, in the time continuum, and he's actually an Ishtar now and not Dustin Hoffman. Lucky. Ishtar. That would be pretty fun. <laughs> Isabella Johnny. And Joe. then, you, yeah, you bang Isabella Johnny. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Okay. So I'm glad we got the taglines of our own. <sighs> Um, cooking up a hit movie. That's good. It's not. I was gonna say, hey, I'm chef in here. <laughs> it's better than mine still. <laughs> um, an attempt at the modern day Tempest. I like the double temp in a temple. A Tempest. At a Tempest. Tempestuous. Yeah. Um, um, would you like Pantanos with that? That's pretty good. Or what was the what was the original tagline? Starting, Starting from, from scratch, scratch never, never tasted, tasted so if good. If you just do it how Sofia Vergara says it, it'd be do it. Starting from scratch, never it tasted is not so good. Why are you making her like <laughs> never tasted so good? She's. Hey, I mean, let's say I'm Sofia Vergara. <laughs> what? Yeah, what I is? have Mooney. <laughs> Starting from scratch, never tastes so good. Yeah. I got, I got some problems with her performance. <laughs> yeah. Hi, Marina. Apparently you, you have some... accents? I, I, apparently you have a Pretty good, tough huh? time replicating his act, her I'm accent. I'm going to tell our monitor to listen to this one. She, I, got I mean, she, she has a, a wild yeah. accent. It re- yeah. It's, it's, it's the equivalent of asking a fucking a horrendous singer to sing a song in the movies, giving her any lines. Yeah. Well, she's got like um, whatever a Valley Girl Spanish accent sounds like. You know what I mean? Yeah. 
Colombian dits. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's, I don't know. It's just. Colombian I, I dits. Kind of, I don't even really like it as an it so good. It's just nails on the chalkboard. Interesting. I've never hated her voice so much. I don't think she's the best actress, but I'm I'm perfectly fine seen her with in, being in Have you seen movie. her in Modern Family? Yep. One of my problems with that show as well. It's, it's like, that great. show's amazing. Except. What? Modern Family? Is amazing show. Let's, it's let's pretty good for a sitcom. A little bit that, yeah. It's it's good for a sitcom. That's the same reason I say New Girl is good. Like for sitcoms, it's pretty good. It's better than New Girl. New uh, Modern Family was like the most successful sitcom with awards in the last. I mean, fifteen years. You know how Brandon Gates Theory with his won a lot. Bootlicking the academies. Big Bang, Big Bang Theory, Theory won a lot didn't of win. Them. Just Jim Parsons did. Yeah, and he's and he act, Big Bang Theory, and he acts great in that as Sheldon. He does. It's, I mean, it's not an enjoyable performance. No, but, uh, and I he's usually doing look it down well. on people for enjoying it. Yeah, you would hate my family. <laughs> Mostly my stepmom. <laughs> Mostly stepmom, sorry. Some anyway. things I like about Modern Family. I think a lot of Modern Family's, like, recognition comes from being like, we're going to show gay people on TV, which is good and all. Yeah. But I don't. I don't think it's fucking Succession or Ted Lasso or The Office or anything like that. I'm not watching Ted Lasso. Ted Lasso's very good. I refuse, dude. It's like a pandemic. It's a it's a new wave. Hmm. There'll be people who have seen Ted Lasso are gonna like have their brains exploded by some secret note in the final episode of the final season. Not by kindness. Maybe you should have started it back when it actually started. Yeah, back when it was still an underground. Yeah, maybe you should just subscribe to Apple TV Plus and every other subscription. I don't watch popular things. I refuse. I'm too cool. Yeah, that's right. You're an anime guy. What are we talking about? Taglines. Um, so let's let's do our facts a, now. A dice tomato <laughs> a for derailed us dicey situation. Hatred. Uh, nice. Cats facts. Sufi. Chef's Sufi. facts. Su- Sufi for the sous chef. Cats facts. Um, Chef facts. Starting from scratch facts. Ooh. Starting from facts. A um, facts start. Like fresh start. Sue facts. Facts feed. I sold. I, I, I spent my life savings on a facts truck. Ooh. Facts truck's not bad, actually. Yeah, but you have facts to do the whole thing. Non negotiable. Ooh, facts yays. It's just beignets. That's good, but they're fact <laughs> But they're words that we fact deep yes. fried and covered in powdered sugar. And then you can eat them like a life, yeah. like a and bag truth. of chips. We cover them in powdered sugar and truth. The app. So we've got a lot of good options here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. we're cooking right. with fire. We're co- cooking with facts. That's not bad. It's a lot of food puns. I wonder why. Me too. It's almost like we watched a food-based film. No, I mean, like, it's, I can't believe how many are just readily available to oh, use. Oh, yeah. Ain't no mountain high, ain't no valley facts. <laughs> That's good. I like that. There was a Marvin Gaye song in there. Facts over troubled water. Yeah. Sexual facting. Ooh. We can do that. That song's just about being horny. <laughs> All the lyrics I was reading on the screen. Good deal like, of is about being horny. This whole movie was. So what is our fax name? Trisha. 
<laughs> that's good yeah trisha facts name. it's just trisha facts trisha. no 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 just, just, a, just, just i don't want trisha though she's an old co-worker of mine let's do a different name like um bartholomew Ber- bernice oh yeah all right just bart our first bart bart all right bartholomew let's bart. get into our let's get into our bart et that yeah one thousand six hundred and fifty three followers since last night Oh, is that good? It's amazing. Oh, good. What does it mean? I thought it was like texting. Did you post anything since last night? No. Are you sure? Yeah, I just sent a private message to somebody. To who? To that a-hole food critic. You could only send private messages to people who are following you. I think you might have posted that publicly. No, he wrote something nasty about me, and then I hit reply, and let me send a message to him. Dad, replies are public. Everybody can read them. And it looks like he retweeted it, and he wrote back. What did he say? I don't think I should read it. Just, can you read it to me, please? Read the, read the reply. <sighs> At Chef Carl Casper, I would rather have you sit on my face after a brisk walk on a warm day than suffer through that fucking lava cake again. He wrote that to me? Our first Bart today. Is that John uh, John Favreau did his own cooking by training with food truck chef Roy Choi. Uh, Choi sent Favreau to a week of intensive French culinary schooling where Favreau sharpened his knife skills, learned how to make sauces. Eventually, five years after this film's release, Favreau and Choi teamed up again on the chef show in 2019, which was the cooking documentary show on Netflix I told you guys about. Hmm. That's pretty cool. I guess I never thought of anyone of like a possibility of a double coming in and cooking for him should be kind of funny it's kind of funny i mean it would probably be easy because you could just do a lot of like hand shots and stuff but get a huskier guy right right away seth noticed the knife skills with that that zucchini like right off the bat it's like oh shit yeah that's pretty good you can handle a knife yeah um next bart is that um prom- promotional events centering on the fictional cubano serving el jefe proved to be so popular that favreau and los angeles based chef roy Choi, who consulted on the film have opened a series of pop-up restaurants and announced that they're thinking about making the track permanent there's a pop-up restaurant just when you serve food for a little bit and you're like that was fun i'm dumb out of here pretty much that's fucking weird la la weird Food culture down there is crazy. It is a little bit. I mean, it, it, it works. I mean, I feel like the food market in L.A. is what capitalism was supposed to be, where it's everyone just fucking going ham, trying to do the best thing. Yeah. Ham! It, it made some really good food. Like, I... Brandon knows I how picky I am. What's that? Best food I ever had was in L.A. The Euro's oh, yeah. place. A Euro? Ooh, yeah. I'd love to try that. I went to a place called Senor Fish sold uh, tacos and i like i said brand knows how picky i am i wouldn't eat tomatoes fish i'm not a fan of i got like chicken tacos covered in cilantro and like a pico de gallo i just ate it straight up you should onions tomatoes you and should, all. You best should thing, let best you thing should, in my life you should let me make my halibut yeah. tacos for you with onions and tomatoes on it i'm not letting you put anything in my mouth ever again what was the first thing i put in your mouth <laughs> friendship my tongue that's what it was <laughs> that, that's how our friendship blossomed. Yeah, he licked me. <laughs> um, next is that 
Roy Choi only agreed to train John Favreau to cook if Favreau promised to be absolutely authentic in his portrayal of a professional chef, from the way that his character Carl folds the towels at the beginning of the film, to the way in which he cleans his station. Choi also put Favreau to work in several of his own kitchen, doing just repetitive, menial tasks, and such as like picking parsley. This training was designed to keep Favreau focused on the smallest of details, and to serve as um, a sort of method acting exercise in order to understand the mindset of a professional chef who must persistently detail fo- be persistently detail-focused in a pressurized environment, which requires repetitive tasks. Mm. It's the next part. I guess I have nothing to say about that one. Me neither, yeah. Pretty accurate <laughs> from my time working in a kitchen. Not enough drug use, I'll say that. Yeah. Not enough they fury a- and anger. Not enough, yeah, just poor life choices. Even though there were some, they weren't enough. There needs to be more people just hanging on by a thread in the kitchen. Yeah. They're, yeah, they, more they did immigrants. A, the very beginning, they had a little bit of like, oh, we went out late last night. One guy slept in his car in the parking lot to make sure he wasn't like late for work and didn't miss this big important day. And then they never go back to how fucked up all these chefs are. Yeah. Every yeah, single one. like go pick up his kid in the middle of the day they're all just like yeah. chit-chatting around yeah they're they're all just living normal lives which i mean they do but they've been places before like my head chef was in jail for years he like tried to smoke a blunt with bill clinton it was a crazy guy he that's a yeah. crazy stuff. <laughs> i like that you guys were like i guess i have nothing to say about this fact and then you both went <laughs> off <laughs> I, yeah, it was too much into our own kitchen experience <laughs> yeah um, well because it's me i'm one of those guys now you're one of the fucked up ones. <laughs> yeah, I'm not that fucked up. Um, okay, bit. next one. According to John Favreau, Twitter paid nothing for the product placement or advertising. In a Idiot. The Hollywood Reporter article, Favreau reported that the company requested only that some tweaks be made to the look of the animated logo before signing off on use of its product. He's hmm. an idiot. You should have got that. Zuckerberg would have paid for it. When was Twitter around, though? 09, maybe? Was that when it founded? Yeah, or 07, that sounds about I right. I had Twitter maybe. in 09. Man, you've been on Twitter for 14 years. Damn, bro. I think I'm That's, close that to that, too. Because I tweeted I've, something about my f- fucking people coming for a class ring. It was my first tweet. I've been on for <laughs> five years? Six years? Boo. Don't, what the hell? Don't boo me. Boo. Um, next. It's his birthday, Seth. Go fuck yourself. Good. Yeah, it's, fuck you. It's not his birthday because I always forget it, and I haven't forgotten it yet this year. So that's true. I know it's not his birthday yet because I don't feel guilty yet. It is the twelfth. I know it's the twelfth. I know what day it is, and every Beat year I'm it. like, "This is the year I'm going to say happy birthday." Yeah, he knew first. He didn't know first. He said it I first. Knew first. He said it first. He didn't know first. So you act. never know. What is Bart three? Bart <laughs> five is that what? <laughs> Bart 3 was the one that you guys didn't have anything to say about. And then I thought that on. was Bart 2. No, that was 3. Bart 5 is that Oliver so. Platt's brother who played... Uh, ra- <laughs> Who's Oliver Platt? Uh, Ramsey Michelle, the food critic. We're five okay. Barts in and I thought we were two. <laughs> I'm just not His Oliver Platt's brother is a prominent food critic in New York City metropolitan I area. I just said it. <laughs> <laughs> you did just say it. <laughs> 
<laughs> I was busy being mad. I hear Disruptive. <laughs> I was busy being disruptive. Oliver Platt's brother is a prominent food critic in the New York City metropolitan area and has invited Oliver on some of his restaurant visits. That's interesting. Who is Oliver Platt? So this is like, get to the next bar. What does this mean? Where are we at? I thought we were on the other one. Come on, Brandon. <laughs> I'm trying to no, keep I'm the tight ship here. You're the one derailing. <laughs> well, we all derail at certain times. He's crying. It's not, it's not just because Seth's on that they're longer. It's because Seth's long, we all have an extra sh- extra share. I guess it kind of is. He's, but <laughs> it's no more, like, no more than we, the other two of us, I'm saying. Me and Brandon contribute our fair share, Seth does, when he's, yeah. you know. I think what nonsense. I do on here is I get to the top of a hill, it's been snowing, and I start the snowball, and I aim at you guys, and then you come along with me. It's so we're all rolling down and, and We did the room, and it was an hour and 57. We're like, oh shit, we're done. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh Although Red God. Notice was two hours and twelve minutes, so he you'd fucking be... got me. Red Notice sucks. <laughs> Lucas roasted my ass. I know he did. <laughs> All right, that's no Bart so number funny. six. Thank you for that. The barbecue place in the movie is called Franklin's Barbecue, and it's in Austin, Texas, which regularly it had the sold out sign on the door. Mm-hmm. It regularly sells out before noon, and has long lines of customers waiting to get in from early in the morning. Make more food, you idiot. <laughs> is there a place in town like that, Brandon? Here in Billings? Yeah. I don't think so. Have you been to play? I feel like you've told me about a restaurant like this where there's, you have to go in earlier. Or maybe it was Armando because he lives in Austin now. Well, there's one in Missoula called the Notorious P.I.G. that cooks all their food ahead of time. That was what it and was. And so when they run out of something, they run out. So Lucas has to go for lunch because by dinner time, the burnt ends are gone. Okay. That was my lunch often time. That was the one you were telling me about. I'll have to see if uh, Armando's been to that place yet. Yeah. Next one. Ramsey Michelle is likely named for two world-famous chefs. Gordon Ramsey and Michelle Rue Jr., both chefs, have owned restaurants that have earned three Michelin stars. And that's Oliver Platt. It's Ramsey Michelle. Oliver Platt is Ramsey Michelle. Yeah. Michelin stars. Nice. Um, penultimate Bart is that many critics have viewed this film as an allegory to John Favreau's <laughs> career as a director. <laughs> what a- penultimate Bart? <laughs> yeah, it's still getting me. I didn't hear anything you said. You don't have to repeat it. We can um, just move on. By going back to his independent film roots, allowing his freedom to make his own decisions after his time working under the close and demanding eye of the Marvel Studios, and after the comic book f- film adaptation Cowboys and Aliens, which was a slight box office failure. However, Favreau has denied this comparison. How could the Cowboys ever win? Against aliens? They did? I think they, they did. did. They probably did. Why else would you make it? Unless you're a big alien fan. Yeah. They fell in love. But you pretty much nailed the uh, interpretation, though. Except he denies that. As the yeah. Well, yeah. Well, I believe. Jackass. If that's true. <laughs> that's true. It's true. And my last one is nominations for you guys. Uh, apparently, the hyperlink didn't stay, so give me a second while I pull well, up I l- Chef. Log into IMDb Plus with my rich. It's bank IMDb account. Pro. Excuse me. Same thing, I think. No. It's very similar, I think. Awards. Two wins. Four nominations. Yeah. At the AARP Movies for Grown Ups yeah, Awards. These guys. It was the winner for Best Comedy. For the at old people the, awards? Yep. At the Casting Society of America. 
Ooh, we do we like, love these guys. Yeah, we love these guys. It was nominated for the Archios Award, which is the Outstanding Achievement in Casting for a mm, studio a or independent cast. feature. Full, full cast. Big one. It was nominated at the Critics' Choice Awards for Best Actor in a Comedy Film for John Favreau. That's, I can see that. He did a good, decent job. Um, the Guild of Music Supervisors Awards, it was nominated for Best Music Supervision for a film budgeted under $25 million. Seth was vibing the whole time to every song. It did vibe a lot. You it's good vibes. You shazammed many songs in this. I think two, which is more than any other movie. Yeah. I don't think I've done it once. Well, they did... They took a... Wu-Tang. Yeah, it was Cream. Yeah. Uh, but I, I looked up the song because I was like, oh, what is... I didn't realize it was a sample of something. So I looked it up and it was it was a whole album of songs inspired by the Wu-Tang Clan. So it was a guy that took the beat and turned it into a full song. In like Cuban style? It was just like a, I guess, Cuban style. I don't know. I, I think no. I think it was just the beat as he was walking into RDJ's office. Cash everything around me. Get the money. Um. Last two, the Location Managers Guild International Awards, the Lumgees. It was nominated for outstanding locations in a contemporary film. And it was the winner at the Tribeca Film Festival for uh, the Audience Award Narrative for John Favreau. So. Is that like his personal narrative? I don't know. Those, I don't, those weirdos, Tribeca. I don't, I don't know what that award really was, but that is the end of our Barts, so we can get into the movie. 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 I don't even know what Tribeca is. It's a film festival, I think in Utah, right? Is that where Tribeca is? Colorado, maybe? Where's Tribeca? I think it's in Israel. Oh, it's in New York. I'm, I'm just a... I was going to say New York. The, tri, the Tribeca. I'm thinking of Sundance, probably. Is the Mecca... Where is that? That's Macau. No. It's the big, giant uh, uh, worship that's building. Utah. Oh, that's It's like in, a cube. Yeah, that's in... Tri-Mecca. Where all three... It's Mecca. All three... Big religions come together and pray at the same it's cube. The Mecca. The Tri-Mecca. And that's where Nicole Kidman hides. Anya Odell Beckham? I don't know that one. That is where she hides. She's <laughs> the prophet, false or otherwise. The dark mm. energy. I thought she was... I thought she We're was... We're not hi- allowed to draw her. <laughs> I thought she was hiding, but it was like underneath the food truck crossing the border, like she was an illegal immigrant. Like she's no. Creech. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Again. We've already made her creep. No, so let's make She's her like a food truck. A false deity. That makes sense. She's running the food she's, truck, but she's Australian, so she's, she's serving up Lyle Lyle Crocodile. She forgot to open the truck for the day. This this week's Nicole Kidman, she's just in a truck eating a sandwich. Like yeah. it's very tame. Yeah. But then they all pray to her. A meteor. A small sure. one strikes right yeah. through the driver's side, gets her in the calf. A her beam pet of calf. Life. Yeah, her pet calf dies. Yeah, <laughs> and she's devastated. She has a funeral, and of nobody, course she would. And be. nobody shows up to her calf's funeral, so of she's course, even. She she's would, devastated a second time. She is the deity at at the mecca, so of course she's sad. And then she cows are holy herself, creatures, but her neck is too strong. 
Her neck is so fucking strong. And she so vows she... vengeance on the asteroids that did it. Yeah. So she gets so a she... bunch of cowboys together no, she just... to fight the aliens the that aliens. threw the meteors. Okay. And yeah. this is where John Favreau got his idea to direct cowboys versus aliens. Okay, I think I think we can get into we the let's the table. Get a... yeah. Let's get into the bar. Forks, knives, spoons, plates, barts, napkins. This movie has the quickest title card drop of all time. I didn't write that. You turn it on, it's one production company, and then it's just chef. And then they go like, that was it. We're like, okay, He's we're chefing. in the movie. Hey. And you He's get chef, that title card. Chef and right away. With Father John is Gone song playing. Lots of just chopping food scenes, butchering a pig scenes. Hmm. He's tired. Making sauces scenes. He's tired. The pig was tired. No, yeah, he's sleepy. Don't call him that. He's chef. No, oh, I get you. That's funny. Don't call the pig sleepy. <laughs> no, don't call the chef pig. I get it now. That's funny. <laughs> but the pig was super sleepy. The eternal sleep. Didn't even wake His up. His crew's there. Bobby Cannavale's really hot. John Leguizamo is not, but a welcome he's- face around these parts. I think he's hot. I th- I th- I kind of liked it. Like I was like, we've been having like one John Leguizamo film each season. This should kind of be a trend where we've got to make our ode to the lasagna, put another layer a down, <laughs> make another sacrifice to the lasagna scale. And so I guess this is our installment right off the bat. Although Tu Wong Fu is right away too. So we should make a lasagna scale and stand on it, and it tells us how hot we are from one to ten. Yeah. Yeah. And it's all cheesy. <laughs> it's all You just stand on cheese and it pops out a number? <laughs> yeah, I think it's a good invention. <laughs> That's the worst invention. Might not be correct. <laughs> just a number. But yeah, mm-hmm. he's also he's also got a kid. It's like it's like the eve of this big important critic coming into review and he's like, ah, I gotta go pick up my kid. Percy. He leaves Jackson. The lightning thief. He leaves. Big day. Huge food critic coming. Um, so he picks up his son like an hour late. They're not going to go to the movie like they planned, but instead they go to like the farmer's market. And his son Percy did not want to wait for him at the restaurant. He wants to join his dad at the farmer's market um, just to kind of spend time with him because he he was already late. Let's spend time with dad, you know, um, and buying a bunch of great produce. And he's like, Dad, I want kettle corn. He's like, you're not getting fucking kettle corn. Great cut to them eating kettle corn at the farmer's market. Classic. They eat giant sausages and bread. Andouille. Just French, right? Yeah. Spicy sausage. I love andouille sausage. But Carl and Percy talking about trying to go to New Orleans to try some beignets down there. Maybe next month when the reviewer is gone and he's out of school, they're going to plan a trip together. Father-son bonding time. And why are you slapping my knee? Mm -mm. What? Nothing. Go on. Why'd you slap my knee? It was just an impulse. Oh, okay. Um, But Carl's back at the restaurant and everyone is getting things going. When the owner, I never picked Vera. Was that his name? Dustin Hoffman's character? Riva, I think. Riva. 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 Yeah. Riva Las Vegas. Ooh. Was his last name? <laughs> he comes in and back to the kitchen. And they, him and Carl begin to argue about the, the menu and needing space. And it kind of seems to be about sticking to what people know. 
or being artistic with the menu for the critic coming in. Kind of also like taking risks versus just the business side of the restaurant, making money. We're going to have people here because the critic's here, so let's make what people enjoy. Dustin Hoffman doesn't give a fuck about the critic, actually. And I mean, he he is... He, he doesn't. He, he, he doesn't! He he really wants to make money and please the customers, but you also should like know that. He's, he, the whole time he's like, yes, this is the most important critic in the whole city of LA. Yeah. Who cares? I was like, oh god. Like, one bad review can put your restaurant out. Yeah, well, it, when it's like, it, we're he's super busy, we're having a... commercial viability. Yeah, which is fair, but also you have to understand, like, if a really well-respected critic gives you a really good review, it's going to drive in a bunch of different kinds of people. And he's like, no, we have to serve everyone It's the equally. people's critic. Exactly. Finally. Now we're getting somewhere. Well, they get into this big fight, and it seems like the owner got into Carl's head because as they have their little staff meeting, he reads off the menu for the night. Some really great sounding things. You got the caviar egg. You got the French onion soup. You got the lobster risotto, which <laughs> I, I heard a audible moan from the Sethi one. Oh. Yeah, I don't even like lobster. <laughs> there was the filet. There was the chocolate lava cake. All, all the above. And uh, But the whole risotto. staff seems displeased with their menu for the night. That's Lucas's favorite food. Risotto? Yeah, risotto is one of them. Yeah, for sure. Is it? A pasta or like a grain? It's a, it's ra- like a rice, it's a rice dish. It's a very creamy, frothy rice dish. Mm, it reaches a creamy consistency. I see. Mm, My note okay. is... I've had it before, I just didn't know. I mean, it's like a Hollywood thing. It really stands out in this movie that everyone is too good looking to, be, to do these movies. To do these roles. Because it's like fucking Scarlett Johansson and then Sofia Vergara. Yeah. I mean... Yeah, that's. I, I'm happy that we they're in here to look at, but it just it's like a reminder. Like <laughs> none of my waitresses ever looked like Scarlett Johansson. They looked like fucking I don't, Creech. Well, there were. <laughs> it's true though. None of my lines think... ever looked like Bobby Cannavale. I don't think no, that they look sh- more like uh, Bobby Moynihan. No, what's the no. what's the guy's name? I have no the bad frame guy of reference. From Space chimps. It's like Luis something Gomez. Selena Gomez? No. I think he's Luis in Gomez, yeah. Is it? No. He's in uh waiting with He's in Boogie Like Nights. Justin Long and Ryan Reynolds and Dane Cook. Maybe I should do that one for the birthday episode. What's his fucking name? Whatever. He's in I'll Community. Look it up. Look it up. He's in Community, yeah. You know what I'm talking oh, about. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I don't think Community. It's but I know, Man. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, thank you. But I don't think ScarJo was. That's what all a, the line cooks look like. I don't think ScarJo was the waitress because there true. were a bunch of other servers in there. That all like I think she was the head of the front staff or something. Because they're always like talk to Molly about wine pairings. She'll help out with the the waiters and everything up front. But I think, still, I I, think, I get what you're saying. I think in a fine dining restaurant, that's a they're simultaneous roles like head waitress. Head of the waitressing what, as well. What is She's like what the is superstar the, one? What is the title of the person that just kind of like oversees the front and the back? And there's like Man, a specific a general manager. No, like the front and the back. Well, he he helps with like delivering plates from time to time if things are falling behind. He is also seating things and making sure like high end customers or frequent customers come and visit. The only word in my head is maitre d, and that's I have it. No idea what that means. That is it. 
It's, it's, like, a, a, it's like a host. I think Mater D does probably just does mean like host or expo is what we say here in the states. Expo's like the they dress different. the food, make sure it looks nice before it goes yeah. out. It's probably different every every restaurant because the expo at the one I work at now is just the one that runs the food. Yeah, they like and then a lot of like classic French restaurants. The expo is actually what the chef does. Like the head oh, chef really? runs that position, yeah. And he lab, doesn't like, cook so much; he makes sure his like exactly. staff is doing and the traditional right thing. Like, finishing touches, fresh, mm-hmm. and he like call make out sure orders and be like the director, yeah, yeah. And everything's more, got in line some, with this. some kind of garnish on it, and... yeah. And usually the sous chef will be either doing the grill Most or like the cooking, saute, yeah. doing what you, yeah, what you'd think the sh- the, the, the chef, chef would, would be. Do. Okay, well. It seemed like I said. It seems like, like he got in his head because yeah. the whole staff was taxes. displeased with their menu for the night. The sous chef does taxes, and yeah, now you get to. oh, <laughs> and now you get a good cut of this street performing just killing it with this little skeleton doll. Yeah, I like that. I Mr. wish there was more of this stuff. Mister Bone Tangles, <laughs> yeah. and it was it was nice because I can't remember what song. The skeleton was singing, but it was kind of a good metaphor for Carl zoning out in the middle of the street, as you can kind of see the focus shift from both of them. Mm. Um, but just a little scene there. And now the whole staff is doing shots at a bar. Well, and I looked up Mr. Bojangles during that, too. Okay. And it was uh, a word they used for, like, a 1960s soul musician from New Orleans, which they'd just been talking about mm. in the previous scene. So, uh, you know, good amount of... He looks voodoo-y. Yeah. He does. I think it was a pretty good tie-in to, from the conversation. It might have been my Even favorite scene of the whole movie. The little guy the dancing skeleton. Yeah. And then thrusting on the stage <laughs> when he gets on the ground. He's well, great. the whole staff is doing shots at the bar when the review's about to come up. And it starts great while he's reading, while Carl's reading out of his phone with the rep... With what a revelation chef Carl Casper is, but then it turns bad as the critic starts to roast him for being unoriginal and pandering to a generic audience without branching out and being edgy anymore. Like he used to when uh critic Ramsey Michelle used to um, review his food back in Miami. Yeah. I don't know, man. Lobster risotto and egg still in the shell when it comes to your plate is pretty edgy. But if you've been doing it for five years, like they, Dustin Hoffman was saying, that's fair. He's gotten you've been cooking the same menu for ten years. Stick to the menu. That's a good Warren Beatty, but we're doing Dustin Hoffman. Mm. Yeah, mm. yeah. He, I like he's Senor Santos. I think there it is. He's gotten complacent, and he's gotten you know with his life, and that's part of it. Like later on, spoiler alert, when he gets like let go, he's like Tony's been cooking half this shit anyways. Like I think he's he's let his guard slip and that's part of why he gets so angry at the critic and at his owner and everything because he knows deep down that it's true he has lost his step he's not being fucked over for no reason a true artist would have fought back and cooked the shit he wants to cook for the critic and he's just like he's got the the talent it's true he's got the ideas but it is true dan because dustin often was essentially you do whatever you want really i think you should do the hits and then he's like ah fuck it i'll just do it i'll be lazy so Carl has a heart-to-heart with Molly, who is Scarlett Johansson. They're definitely banging. And they're like, they start to almost... She she cooks for him in lingerie. He cooks cooks for her in lingerie. Yeah, they were about to kiss. He's in lingerie. (laughs) She's laying on the bed fully clothed. (laughs) He's cooking with just an apron on. Sweater. Hat. Not even her hair. He's got just an apron on. She's in a tuxedo on the bed. She's got a mask. She's wearing his clothes. Yeah. But... 
a gas mask. They're about to kiss. To smell John Favreau stink. They're about failures. to kiss. Sorry. <laughs> and they're like, we shouldn't do this anymore. So he cooks or something. And I was like, oh, let me just do the ro- most romantic thing possible for you as you lay in lingerie on your bed. Now you can talk about it. Is that more? So yeah, funny. that's romantic. Now I can talk about yeah. it? Yeah. I got you just through kept, it all. I know you did. <laughs> <laughs> but she was very... He cooks her this pasta dish and... Um, next day, Carl's picking up his son from his ex-wife's house. This is Inez. This is Sofia Vergara. So hot. And they have a genuine talk about Percy being upset and a genuine talk about the review as it comes up. They seem quite mutual for divorcees. Yeah. I think... One of the criticisms I've seen of this movie is that, like, your schlub John Favreau, why did you, like, cast yourself in this movie with beautiful women where you get with all these beautiful women? Which I kind of disagree with because I, I can buy the fact that because he's, like, an amazing cook that these women will are fall in love with him and everything. I think that's the cover. So I don't, I don't buy the criticism that he's kind of a perv. There are other ways to fall in love rather than just by looks. I think, yeah, I think, like, that scene is evidence of that, of Sophie, of Scarlet being like, oh my fucking god. <laughs> that's what Seth immediately was like, oh my god. Yeah. Well, I've been thinking about Lost in Translation all day just because of it, too. So mad about that movie. I haven't then, seen it. Oh my god, she's so hot, and her boyfriend's Giovanni Ribisi, and he's just like, uh, She is 17 in that? I was hot at 17. Hmm. Minus he the was. acne and the gangly. He was! <laughs> he was! <laughs> past tense. We're um, branching out this season, guys. But, so Welcome. after they have this Get heart-to-heart, here, Carl decides Get to, out. to make it Get up out. to Percy with a day of fun. <laughs> and this day of fun is a total six seconds of clips of them on a roller coaster with John Favreau on his phone, and them at the movies, just blank-faced movies, when he drops Percy back off at home. blank But all Percy wants to do is come and watch his dad cook in the restaurant. Let him cook. <laughs> they had to be said at least once, right? So he's back in the restaurant himself, and he's kind of, after this terrible review, he's prepping food that he thinks he should have been making and it's just food porn shot after food porn as he's making this brand new menu there was like some some pork cheek going on there there was pork cheek's good you had pork cheek before Mm -hmm. pork cheek's good um there's one where he cut like a tiny little chicken in half and placed it in some sauce that was cute he was doing something with lobster again Uh uh-huh or maybe it wasn't lobster maybe it was prawns they were just oh it was prawns yeah. yeah it was stuffing them with like uh chimichurri a or nice something, amuse some kind bouche. of herb blend amuse bouche is like a appetizer i did look it up earlier it's a little morsel of food served as an appetizer so hmm. it could have been um but yeah so he's starting to make this up and his sous chef tony comes in as well as martin who's always been this like handyman in the Another chef in the restaurant was always his handyman. And they come in. He's <laughs> like right-hand man. I don't know if he's like his handyman. Yeah, that's what I meant. <laughs> Thanks, Lucas. I didn't catch that. Uh, but he's... He's pretty handy. He kind of fixes everything. He kind of does. Yeah. But he needs all the reassurance from them that his food is good. Like, over and over. But is, is, like, is it good? Like, do you... Is it, like, what do you think? Is it good? So, Too saucy? Seasoned well? And they're like, no, you're fucking amazing prodigy so if we're like going off the allegory he's he was kind of like to himself he's like oh i make all i really am just like this awesome director like i fucking rock actually 
what do these people yeah. know? But each of the two chefs mentioned Twitter to him. And they're like, oh, don't worry about it. He's completely oblivious to the whole social media world. And he goes back home. He's hanging out with Percy. Makes the best looking grilled cheese of all time. Mm. There's like eight different kinds of cheese on there. He butters and oils the the grill first. And then as he flips it over, re-butters all the little spots that didn't get the butter on it. I need to buy one of those little flat tops. Mm-hmm. I like those. But he makes that, and my question here is, what the hell is this kid watching where a cat kills terrorists with a machine gun on his iPad? <laughs> that was a weird addition, yeah. That was awesome. <laughs> it was a great show, but Carl tells Percy- so dark? I don't know. You were super dark for a second. Outside. Well, Carl tells Percy to make him a Twitter. They create this Twitter account, and Percy's just enjoying his time doing like mundane activities with his dad because it makes him feel like- his dad still lives at home. And Percy falls asleep at his place, and it's the middle of the night, and Carl's just reading reviews of his restaurant on Twitter and all the responses to it. Mm. And he sees Ramsey Michelle's um, review and decides to reply to it and goes to bed. But he's oblivious to the notifications blowing up on his iPad because he thought that with Twitter, he just DM'd him. He just sent him a personal message. It's fucking old. <laughs> old ass well the next day percy tells him he's going viral and carl's like well i dm'd him he's like no that was a reply that's public everyone can see it and this critic retweeted it to all of his hundred and twenty three thousand four hundred and sixteen followers yeah that's not a phone that's a fish <laughs> you're dumb but you were you were immediately like when you saw him replying twitter savvy as you are you're like oh no <laughs> Did I sound like that? Yeah. Like, Shaky voice and all. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> no, that, that was not you. No, that was me, for sure. <laughs> but so... God she- clip that? The chef replies again, telling him back in his office, he's like, come by again, asshole, I'll prove you wrong. They're like, hey, don't send that. And he's like, it's already sent. Yeah. It's too late. And so... um. Carl drops Percy off at his mom's, and she tells him he Bless needs you. more freedom. and. That apparently she's been offering him this gig to get a food truck so he can cook exactly what he wants and have no one overseeing him. But he's like, no, I'm a top end chef. I don't own a food truck. This is what I do. And um, he goes back to work. He's very excited because they've got a full house. All reservations are booked from the tweets that are going out. And he's creating this brand new tasting menu for the critic coming back tonight. And Reva comes back in being strict as hell again. Because he's like, well, we're sold out. We're going to have big profits. Let's do what you did the last time. And Carl's unwilling to budge on the menu. He's like, we got two. I don't know what the scale was, but he's like, we only got two stars last time. Like, let's switch it up. He's obviously coming here again for something new, something that I told him that I can truly make and make him happy about. And he's like, no, we're going to cook what we did last night. That's the final say. Makes sense on both sides, I think. Which is part of the strengths of this movie. It all sort of makes sense. Like, it's like, no, we're not going to change the menu because you got in a fucking Twitter fight. All night long. He was also like, he was also like, anytime you try and tweet something, I need the okay on that now. Yeah, because he's a crazy guy. He tweets like Kanye. Uh, it's not that bad. For business. It was pretty good for business, though, actually. 
yeah, <laughs> yeah he's, he's right. gonna say how about you sit on my face or he could have tweeted i fucking hate the jews yeah. <laughs> there are two things he could have done i'm because... so tired but when i wake up i'm gonna be super racist <laughs> happens to all of us but yeah they, yeah, they... I've, I've been there <laughs> yes they have the big confrontation You're always tweeting that shit when i'm sleepy when he is on nyquil and then he quits he yeah he quits he's he's done he's like you know what if i can't do my own menu you said the kitchen's my domain you're taking over i'm gone get tries tries to get tony his sous chef to come with him tony freezes and he's like you know what i'm out martin tries to join him he's like i gotta come with you he's like you gotta stay and have a stable job and so we get this little back and forth scene where one the restaurant is kind of i mean it's doing well but it's struggling in a way where things are starting to go awry a little bit and the critic is there very upset that all of his meals are the same and the other back and forth scene is chef casper who took all of his ingredients that he bought for the tasting shit is at home just just chopping away making some great looking meals at home like some octopus i think he's gotten there and all of it was very artistic and extravagant meals just because he can he's showing himself that he can do it it's he gonna can. be good he's his whole thing is even though he's fired he's still gonna come to the restaurant and come in his face like here here's the real food he, but he doesn't bring any. He sees the tweets that are being tweeted from yeah, he's Ra- critic ramsey he's not gonna come in his face <laughs> he is ah! At the sound. Ultimate gotcha. Yeah. Blah, yeah, blah. The ultimate gotcha. Public masturbation right into your dumb little smug. How dare you be so smarky with me? <laughs> it's a molten so inside. Now. He comes inside the lava cake. Yeah. How's this? It's for liquid. Chocolate cake. Looking <laughs> for the end. Yeah. But <laughs> so Carl the, sees the tweets that <laughs> critic Ramsey has been tweeting sitting there, and he's calling Molly on the phone. He's like, "Keep him the fuck there." I am going to be there soon, storms into the restaurant and makes a giant scene in front of everyone and the critic. He does. Grabs food off of... uh, He does! He does. Grabs food off of other people's plates, crumbles it in his hands. I thought he was just going to give him the dishes that he made at home. I thought he was coming in to be like, look, this is what I wanted to do. And then he doesn't. And he got so mad. He doesn't! And he just got mad (laughs) instead. It was just, fuck! I hate this guy. Goes viral, the the whole deal. Mm-hmm. And so now he's he's with uh, Inez's publicist, Amy Sedaris, because he was going viral for the meltdown. And Seth just heard the voice of Amy Sedaris and was like, wait. And I was like, yes, that's it. He was like, wait. Yeah, I, I couldn't think of her name, but I knew it was Princess Carolyn right away. From David Sedaris's sister. Mm-hmm. The, is the he humorist. a film? He's a writer. Oh, he's a novelist. That's right. Yeah. But we talked about this forever ago. <laughs> but so he talks to the publicist and she's like, you know, she, she keeps trying to get him onto Hell's Kitchen. But he's like, he no, nah. he should have done it. He probably should have done it. Yeah. But without a job and now on the search, Carl has to break the news that New Orleans isn't going to happen with him and Percy anytime soon. And Carl goes out and meets up with his staff and Molly, and they all talk about, you know, new opportunities and how he's not been happy at the restaurant, even though this is where he's been. He needs a brand new start with something new to be happy again. But he opens up to Molly, says, I've got no no new job opportunities presenting at the moment because of this meltdown. He used to have it, but not anymore. And he's like over the hill, not the hot young guy used to be. 
Yeah. And so he Lost he breaks down he breaks down to his ex-wife and she tells him, "Come to Miami with me." Yeah. <laughs> just like me that. and Percy going to it Miami takes, to see just, my dad. That's that's a pretty any good sort Sophia of Vergara. Serious emotion out of it when she's on there, you know. I think. <laughs> yeah. She's like like when she's like, I don't know. Yeah, you seen down in the dumps. <laughs> you should come to Miami. Do you I'm only know like, the Cholo accent? Look, that's what she does. <laughs> mine was. She doesn't do Cholo. Though. I didn't think mine was great, but you said it was pretty good. So I when I heard was... his, and I was like, "Oh no!" You said you. You're not. You made it, it sound like enough. it was worse than mine. Yeah. Okay. She's good. annoying. Objectively, I have this running theory where she still doesn't know English. She's just reading off a of cue cards. I'm sure she is. She can read English. She just doesn't speak it. <laughs> yeah. Doesn't I'd, know all the sounds they all make. Yeah, she doesn't get letters yet. <laughs> That's kind of why I like her character in Modern Family too, is because that is like this one. She's not supposed to be that. Yeah, that's good but, casting. This is just a favor, and she's hot to look at. In, yeah, yeah, in Modern Family, it's, it's not a good she. Fit for she it. is a like like a wife that he found, like almost like a gold digging wife that is Latino. Yeah, because he's like an old rich dude who yeah. just like was getting whatever he wanted. Yeah, but anyway. She. This is mostly an opportunity for him to come to Miami to kind of nanny his son, but really to spend time with his son. And so the whole family's in Miami together, watching the grandpa uh, perform some Latin jazz music at a bar. And Carl and Inez kind of dance together a little bit. And you can just see pure joy on Percy's face as he watches his his parents. That kid made me cringe so much. Why? He's a bad actor. He sucks. He's getting my nom in 15 episodes. What? Yeah, I'm going to tag on with you. Yeah. It's between him and Sorry. Sophia. They're different categories. So yeah, we maybe they get double representation win-win. then. I'm going to tell you right now, this kid runs laps around William Fagsley. I don't know. Fagsley sucked, <laughs> but this kid, I, I don't know. Some of the moments. I, I, know I honestly can can't trust you guys either because you voted Constance Wu, worst actress. Well, Who can you trust? Part yeah, it's part of being an actress is making good decisions on the movies you're in. Yeah, well, Jana Camp was a nominee and she should have won for Love on a Leash, but she had a pretty good scene in that though. A singular scene? Yeah, she was sexually assaulted and she she acted her heart out. You know, she was in tears, and then this guy's like, "I'm gay, have my kids, so my parents don't get mad at me." And she's well, like, yeah. "I just want like a regular guy to hang out with." And she's like, "Fine, a guy that's sometimes a dog. I'll settle for that. At least he didn't try to rape me or tell me he was gay and say, let 'Let's be married.'" She's anyway. bearing her. You know soul. what? I agree with you. That's the best case scenario. And she acted her heart movie. out, and it's a better movie than Lyle Lyle Crocodile. Disagree there, well, but I will give you. You sold me on the Jana Camp shit. Yeah, of course, because I can bullshit my way out of anything, man. Don't give me a prompt. I'll do it. He's AI. Um. Hmm. <laughs> well. Um. So they're dancing I'm and whatnot. Artificial. Percy's very happy to see his parents enjoying time together, and after that, they're in Little Havana eating some Cubano sandwiches. And Inez admits that Carl's are better. Like he, he's like really starting to think maybe I should bring this Miami style food out to LA. Like people would enjoy this, and a food truck could be a good idea. And so he goes to visit Inez's ex-husband, Robert Downey Jr., who is the one who can sell him the food truck. He's like a rich, kind of rich investor type figure in the movie. And he's throwing fireballs. He's good in this. 
he's very things get really confusing with carpet and maybe his receptionist being pregnant who could be his yeah. but it's not but should he raise it but what color carpet should he go with or should he just keep having them wear the booties he does a great job he's just he's, he's thrown fire robert downey jr is always thrown fire he's a He's got a lot of character in him. Uh, underlooked often, and I think mostly viewed as the like, the Iron Man kind of actor, but everything that he does usually slaps. I mean, I haven't seen a whole lot of him outside of Iron Man. Due Tropic dates. Thunder? I haven't seen The Tropic Judge? Thunder. I have seen Due Day. Due I have seen The Judge. I, I think he... You haven't seen Tropic Thunder? No. Oh. I think he picks some pretty good movies to be in, but... You know, to go back on Luke's point of it's your responsibility to pick good movies for yourself and not be in Lila Lila Crocodile. But he <laughs> yeah. also, like, every movie it's I've part seen... part of your actor clause. Yeah. It's in fine print, and people don't read that, especially Nick Cage. But for RDJ, I'd feel like he's... At whatever movie I've seen him in, he's just the same guy. Which is fine. It's a cool guy, but it's the same guy. Have you he seen him in any of his, like, 80s and 90s stuff where he's drugged out? <laughs> no, I'd love to, though. Well. Laugh at him. Yeah, uh, he ends up getting Relate. on about this food truck thing and they pull the food truck around and it needs a lot of work. So it's just repo time. They're going to clean it out. They're going to tear everything out. And uh, he's he's got Percy there to help him with. But <laughs> Percy gets shit task after shit task. It's a good cleaning montage. A good clean until they get into a little spat over like this disgusting caked over pan that looked like it had potato al gratin in it, maybe. Yeah. That had sat in the fridge for like maggots in it. An unknown amount of time. Yeah. He I was, would throw that away. He was like, You're not throwing things away in the kitchen. I was like, That's one thing you should probably throw away. <laughs> Those other pans, yes, they had a little bit of like grime on it. Cleanable. This yeah. was covered head to toe and i never saw him sanitize it he just scraped it so then he scraped it he took it to its penthouse um and but they get in a little spat he's like oh you know what i was rude to you let's go shopping for a stove for the food truck seth got so giddy here about food truck stove shopping i was so excited dude <laughs> he's like oh my god <laughs> this sounds fun something about yeah like starting a new life and like I, not having any responsibilities besides where you're you live and drive in the same thing and also work there and you can you go wherever it? you want. Well, if you're, traveling, I guess, if you're traveling yeah. cross country, you could, if it's just you. <laughs> I you call could. the stove. <laughs> Sleeping on the stove. No, I feel There's yeah, something I, charming about it. It's, it's like a, it's kind of maybe a sad that the American dream has got to that point, but there is a little American dream. Like we're going to set off on our own and have our own yeah. little thing and no one's going to be yeah. my boss. And I, I think so everyone who's, cooked in a restaurant or something that's like the eighth or ninth plan like plan h or i on the you know i'll just start a food truck yeah it it definitely is that's uh both of my head chefs i've had at by all means have both been like yeah food truck would just be nice to go and do my own thing and not deal with so we cane yeah it's freeing there you go it doesn't matter what the money you're making is or anything it's just you're cooking for yourself. yourself yeah Ugh. Well, they buy a shit ton of stuff. They do. Knives, pans, uh, a fryer, a stove, all that. And they're putting the new equipment in the truck when does Martin this a shows chef's up. Knife? I think that's a yeah, important he does. note, too. It is. And they're trying to put things in the truck when Martin shows up in a cab. He quit his job even after he was promoted to shoe chef and is going to work on the food truck with them. He's like, I. I'll... Shoe chef. <laughs> yeah, he cooks shoes. Shoe chef. He's like, I told you, I'm going to go wherever loyal. you go. 
And so... Yeah, they're in love. They go to the market to shop for some ingredients, and Martin cooks up some killer pork. You were also ooing and aahing at, like, the the marinating process of it while he's making all the the brines and the the sauces and whatnot. Oh, yeah, he was doing uh, his moho. Mm Mm-hmm. Some oranges, some onions, some garlic, Mm -hmm. some chili, lime juice, and... uh, they are, they get back, they're ready to serve some of the guys that help them load the equipment into the truck, and uh, they're oh, selling like crazy. Is. Yeah, they're selling them like crazy to these guys. When Percy tries to sell a burnt Cubano, I guess they weren't selling, they were just kind of giving them out because they were free, and Carl pulls them off the truck to tell them about, this is his passion and how they have to treat everything with love when they do it, because if you're not passionate about what you're doing, then you shouldn't be doing it anyway. How can you love it? Yeah. And he's like, you know what? I get it. He even responds to his dad. Yes, chef. I was like, oh, it's cute. Nice little touch. Um, and so after cooking all day, they take a break. They're making a plan. They're, they're going to test things out down in like South Beach before going cross country back to L.A. They're smoking cigars. They're drinking beers. And Percy's like, I want to come too. Um, he's like, you probably shouldn't. You know, you've got school. He's like, no, I'm on break. I'm coming. And he's like, well, let's see if your mom approves. Like, mom already approved. Yeah. Texting his mom already. And Same so thing he did earlier in the movie. We're going to have a little family summer road trip bonding experience. And they're like, all right, we're going to get to bed. Martin's like, well, I got this cousin. Let's put a fresh paint of coat on here. He's like, I don't need co- a fresh paint. He's like, he's like, I got a cousin that knows a guy. And so it's like, how many guys does your cousin know? But they pull up the next day. Martin's cousin put a fucking brand new paint job, a banging sound system, mm-hmm. chromed out all the sides and the wheels. This thing looks legit. All in assumably 12, 12 hours, hours tops. He did pimp his ride. There was a fish tank in there. Yeah. It had go-go boots. This for, man for loves tires. Mountain Dew. Let's put a fountain dispenser in his uh, Volkswagen Jetta. Those cars were undrivable. Wait. Like it can't be a Volkswagen Jetta with a dude. Only hot girls drive Jettas. Hot girls drive Jettas. I drive a Jetta. 5% of Jettas are ugly girls, unfortunately. <laughs> Jesus Christ. It's the facts. There's no guys, though? There's no guys allowed to buy Jettas. Mm. There's a clause. Or a Yaris. Actually, you know, buy whatever kind of car you want. <laughs> Don't let me tell you. Yeah, fuck that. Those cars are compact, nice and affordable. They get good gas mileage. Yeah. Re- what is that? The Hannibal Burris. Yeah. What is that song? It's um, it's Open Mike Eagle and Hannibal Burris. What's it called? Yeah. It's like mm. Life Advice or something like that. I don't remember. The yeah, like the advice Actually. show. Both of you guys are like yeah, that's like one of my favorite rappers of all time, and I can't remember. The name of and there's song. just Hannibal Doug Burris. Stamper, of course. Doug Stamper. Me and my man is Go Stamper. <laughs> Uh, guys, go check out Doug Stamper. <laughs> that song is awesome. Yeah, Hannibal Burst just has this little comedy skit in the middle of it. Well, it's not. Well, it's hey, I mean, on Open Mike Eagle too, yes. though, because he's great. No, that's so true. after you listen to Doug Stamper, go listen to all of his discography. <laughs> but if you want to hear the Yaris bit, <laughs> Yaris sounds just he like just that. he just roasts cars and what you shouldn't get. But and LeBron's hairline. But. After this whole makeover of the truck, Percy's there, Martin, Carl, they pull up to South Beach, and they start selling shit like crazy. In addition to cooking with them, Percy's also tweeting that Chef Carl Casper is back and where he is at. And as they're going, a a cop stops their operation. And this man wanted 
so many pictures. It's Russell Peters, who always like finds his way into movies, I feel like. I like and Russell Peters. He gets he always gets like two minutes in every movie, I feel like, where he gets to so just like let Russell Peters cook. I think you I know? remember was he was he So to speak. So to speak. Was he Aziz's friend in uh yeah. Master of None? Mm-hmm. I've only seen that show once. I can't remember a lot of it. Ask Alex. She'll be like, she's, yes. She's on the phone, I think. Oh, The weird guy? The cop. The, oh, I don't know what you're talking mm. about. Well, No, the I, weird guy in uh, Master of None. Which one is the weird guy? If you don't know, then let's move now on. Now you know. <laughs> well, this, My note, this cop wanted picture after picture. He did. My note he is, did. is that... I think this movie did a pretty good job of like the the issue of how do you like show a text or a tweet or something that pops up. It's every single movie I've seen except for one, it's been like a hindrance to the movie where it's like eh, it's clunky, you know, we have to zoom in on his hands tweeting and stuff. You know, mm-hmm. I I guess too. Social Network did it pretty well, I think in that way. Yeah. But I think Decision to Leave did it amazingly well. That's the only movie I've seen where it's like a really cool artistic way to show it. The other one that I think what, that's like transparent kind of in the background. Yeah. Yeah. And it was like, they like had it over their faces and it was like, you dove into it. It was really cool a way to do it. The other one that I know that does it this way also is the, the, the film version of the fault in our stars where you can see their text bubbles as they type, which Seth watched for with me for the first time. And hated. When? Sure. Uh, back at my house on Lux with my family. Oh, yeah. Well, I read the book and the mm-hmm. movie, like, missed a lot of... It wasn't just little details that I was upset about. It was, like, big parts of characters that they... I think it was hanging out of. with you and Molly, and we decided to watch that. Because she was like, I love this. And you watch it, you're like, this is bad. <laughs> this movie sucks. <laughs> but, yeah, there's only a few that ever do it. You're always doing, like, an over-the-shoulder zoom in trying to see the small yeah. text on the screen it, it usually i don't know i always feel like it's always clunky and it did a pretty good job in this one yeah. the, the i one, never like it i think you just leave that shit out of it the one weird. thing that i thought was a bit excessive was the little animated birds flying when somebody tweeted i kind of like that it was like a, yeah. a little tiny bit of like magical realism for a second like yeah fuck it yeah it it wasn't great, but it could have been worse because it was kind of. Oh, one it could have been so bad, so much worse. So it's a minute detail. Because if you're not paying attention, you might just miss it. Yeah, you exactly. Link and miss kind of thing, which is if you're gonna integrate that kind of technological thing, like the social media shit, it should be a blink and miss kind of thing. It mm-hmm. shouldn't be like, look, we're on Twitter. Look at this big bird. <laughs> the bird flies <laughs> into the screen. He's gonna get blown up on the Challenger later. <laughs> <laughs> but so. Um, they're on the road. Percy's making uh, vines and Facebook pages for the trucks. He's also doing a little project where he, it's called this one second video where he takes like a one second clip every day and he's going to splice it all together at the end of their road trip. And they have a scene at night where they put <laughs> cornstarch on their balls. Did not need this one. You probably didn't. I like leave, it. <laughs> leave this one. So it's like been floor. there, done that. I've never we used put to do that cornstarch in my balls, marching band all the time. Oh, we did. Cornstarch? Yeah. High school or college marching band? High school. You were in a college marching band? Yeah, he was, I was a, part a of the marching band for Sucked. a year at the with the Grizz. That's awesome. What did he you did play? He did the cymbals. The cymbals. The cymbals? It was, Interesting. I was a cocky percussionist and I didn't practice the audition piece and I, I botched it because I was sight reading it. <laughs> so then they stuck me on cymbals. 
That sucks. I'm sorry. It did suck. Yeah. Which percussion would you preferred? Trombone, probably. Snare That's drum. not That's a percussion. Did all four years of high school. That's your best, a snare? Probably of the marching band ones. I was, a, I was a hot shit little drummer in high school. Can you do a full drum set? Oh, yeah. Nice. Pep band. Get out I remember town. there was a little story. There was one. Took lessons since we I went. Was we were in Missoula oh, yeah. and we went sledding up in the South Hills. Um, and they were like at this little park. The sled was the sledding was rough because it was all ice. Basically, we were mm-hmm. getting torn up. We played this game called Marauders. It rocked. But you know Marauders. there was a little park there where they had like like little musical things and it was like a little marimba kind of thing with chimes okay like lucas play us something we're all like swinging and whatnot and he played us it's just beautiful little ditty <laughs> i think it was this park take on crazy. me probably <laughs> it was beautiful <laughs> but anyway so yeah they put some cord starch on their balls in the middle of the night and they end up stopping in new orleans to set up the truck and get some real beignets for percy um percy's so happy that like his dad took him to the market, and he's like, well, what are we going to buy here? And he's like, nothing. I just wanted to get beignets with you. It wasn't like a, a true moment where Percy's like, my dad wants to spend time with me. Mm-hmm. And um, they come back from shopping to see the craziest line built outside the truck. Like, this was like a, a block long of just people at the food truck. And this is all because Percy tweeted about the truck with a geotag too, and they're like, "Well, now what's a geotag?" They did. They said it like that. <laughs> yeah, it's it's just a vine, old man. And then they hop in there selling left and right. They're also selling beignets now, just like a little. Yeah. What was? Oh, they were also selling shrimp po'boys. They tailor a couple things on each of the menus from where they stop nice. based on what people want. Yeah. Based on race. What would you have based ordered? On race. Probably the Cubano. It does look good. Seth? I don't know. They got like a water and bowl of grapes, maybe. <laughs> That's always been you. <laughs> Can I get that bowl of grapes? Yeah, yeah it'll be $18. <laughs> you know what? Never mind. I'll get the $7 Cubano. Yeah. I, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know what goes on any of that. I just pick the one without tomatoes and onions on it. How do you feel about pickles? I don't like pickles. Mustard? I've tried a dozen times in my life to eat pickles. Mustard, I can do very, very small amounts mixed with school, another sauce. My middle school kids go nuts for pickles. I brought them in snacks for some of them, and that's all they wanted was pickles at 7.50 in the morning. Crazy bastards. They you just, should try pickled onions. Did you bring them, like, little pickles? Like a jar Or, like, sliced just, ones. Yeah, like sliced ones or little ones, and then just descend on me. Like gherkins? Yeah, yeah I like the little gherkins. Yeah. Have you ever tried pickled onions? No, we make it we're at work. I work with them every day. Love pickled onions. I'll They're try ones. They're my friends. Yeah. <laughs> so you probably wouldn't like onions. a Cubano. Why? Because of the pickles and the must- he was, mustard. And the pickles. Yeah. You just get a sandwich. You don't like shrimp, so you wouldn't get the po' boy. No. So I guess you're just eating beignets One sandwich, and please. Y- I eat beignets. yucca fries. One sandwich, please. I would like yucca. You were like, what is yucca? Mm-hmm. So you would and now I love it, <laughs> but they, they get this crazy. <laughs> oh yeah. shit! Oh my god, that was pretty good. Jesus, he's good. been you sitting can on by that. the way. You can. Oh, perfect. Yeah. yeah. 
I'm not I've been focused. waiting for that offer. Which one's the Yucatan Peninsula? Is that the weird little penis looking one on the western part of Mexico? Yes. Thanks. No. I think it's... No. That's the Baja. Yeah, it's the one by Louisiana. That's the Yucatan. Yeah. By Louisiana? Like, right. there's just a right. weird Texas. little one? That Or the Gulf of Mexico hit. I think that's the Yucatan. Everyone start Googling right now. Hurry. First one to Google Yucatan can suck these nuts. Oh, no. It's way down it... there. What am I thinking of? It's just showing you pictures of the scenery. <laughs> and this not, doesn't help. No I'm, geographical maps. I'm thinking maps. of Tamaulipas, of course. Of, of course. course. Oh, it's the very bottom of Mexico. This little thing. The little upslope into the Gulf. That's so the, the Yucatan Peninsula? Yeah. That's, that's, that's not even Mexico, is it? That's like yeah. El Salvador and Honduras area. No, because they go down. Mexico makes that little up, and then they branch off down. It does? It does! Mexico has a tail? Yeah. I'm tail. definitely in a... Definitely in a different universe than I used to be. It's where Cancun is and stuff, I think. So they hit the road. Not a country? <laughs> they hit the road, yeah. Cancun's um, dangerous. They, they make this giant thing for New Orleans. Super Did you s- What? Better watch out, she'll take your cash. She's oh. a gold. Did you see how much butter this kid put on one of those? That's why it probably tastes uh, so good. I don't think you know how much butter this... It was like... Well, it fries it, a so... Spat- yeah. It was a spatula full of butter directly onto the bun. He was going to scrape most of it off. No, he's doing what he's told. His, his Michelin star chef dad was like, yeah. put as much butter as you can fit on that bun. Big baseball size right in the middle. Don't spread it out evenly and just see what happens. <laughs> oh, but anyway, so they're now en route to Austin, Texas. They're all singing sexual healing together. The kid's very confused about the song. This is where I cringed about the kid. This was, was not, him just purposefully did not like the acting. It. Yeah, and maybe it was a director's choice. Maybe John Favreau made the kid cringe. But there was the <laughs> the scene where he's holding his nose and like, what are these he guys doing? And then he's like, and then he's like, oh, this is <laughs> he dabbed. Everybody's on. having a good time, and he starts like laughing, but it's it's horrible. Well, they arrive in Austin and they have a hookup at a barbecue spot for the best brisket I've ever seen. Mm. This brisket had me going. It looks good. It, they look fucking sick. And this is the Michelin star chef brisket or this barbecue is. place. Roy Choi. That sells out before noon. They are buying, what is a what is a slab of brisket called? They put a shank, but I didn't know, like, I was going to put a loaf, and I was like, that's not right. I guess shank. A rotunda? A shank. They buy four rotunda. Sure. They f- buy four barts of brisket. Mm-hmm. Um, and Seth was immediately like, they're cutting that with a pocket knife. He's like, that yeah, shit is need a knife. <laughs> that shit is so tender with the perfect blackened barbecue edge. It was so pink and juicy. Mm, they nailed it. Oh my god! But so they take those shanks and they're gonna cook up some specialty sandwiches for Austin. They make some sliders. They do the Austin Midnight, which was a twist on the Media Noche, and they're having a great time when. While they're cooking, Inez calls them. She's like, I can pick up Percy. And he's like, no, he's having a blast. He's helping me here. And over this loud background over the phone, Inez and Carl are yelling about Percy, but they end up yelling like she mishears him. And she yells, I love you too, back at Percy or at Carl. Mm hmm. It's yeah, they're they're falling back for each other because he's becoming more of a family man. Yeah, he's he's cucking himself with himself. He is. 
With his own son. With his own dick. Oh. Yeah. And the cornstarch. But, so Carl opens up to Percy about... It turns into bread in the the womb. You put cornstarch. Well, Carl opens up... It's a yeast infection. (laughs) It's bread. Carl opens up to Percy after their day in Austin. He's had... And I ate it right up. Yeah. (laughs) I could eat your little bread toes. Girl, why you taste like sourdough? (laughs) You've been fucking cornstarch, man. (laughs) That's bad. That's how you know. Well, anyway, Carl opens up to Percy. No, what? (laughs) What is that a telltale sign to? She's been fucking cornstarch, man. <laughs> the classic superhero. You got some sourdough. I am the cornstarch man. <laughs> fucks, fucks your wife, your wife. And leaves a trail of sourdough behind in the place you wouldn't expect it. Fucker. And he's an he's an analogy for Japan. Yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> for like the economic situation of Japan following the 1950s. What is Lucas saying? They took a lot of America's industrial sort of juice. Well, they didn't impregnate our women with sourdough. They impregnate, it's a metaphor for the world economy, of course, Brandon. I don't know enough <laughs> I don't either. to dispute him right now. 1980s is I'm, the baby. And 1950s a is the fucking with the year gestational period? It's a world economy. It doesn't move like a fucking Hulu okay. series. 1950s Japan. Yep. Hypoth- not hypothetically. Metaphorically. Fuck America yeah. with a cornstarch dick? Exactly. Well, they decided to focus more on technology and manufacturing and sort of took America's mm. place as the world leader in those sectors for a lot of that. Right. And okay. still almost until recently probably had that crown. Exactly. So they were they cucked our manufacturing sort of iconography. So they're the cornstarch dick and yeah. And the they flourished for that reason. Technology was the uterus. Is the sourdough. They left behind the sourdough and then they took off Correct. to go do more That's technology. History. They should rewrite those history books. <laughs> I'm working on it. <laughs> no, they should have it the exact same, but all the footnotes are just insane allegories to sex acts. Oh, I get it. Well, after their day <laughs> of sex, kids, they don't get the. They're they bored. And they're like, "Oh, they're gonna know this. I get yeah. It. yeah, they'll get it. This is bad. We're doing bad things right now." Well, Carl opens up to Percy that he's had such a great time with him. They're gonna get back to L.A. soon, and things are probably gonna go back to normal. They're gonna both be busy <laughs> with school and with work. Did you? Did you cry and, at this? Nope. I laughed. And at Percy this. won't. Percy won't be able to work with him every day on the food truck anymore, no matter how much each of them wanted them to. I was laughing at this part, too, when they're sitting on top of the Yeah, because it's, it's like a, he's like breaking up with his summer girlfriend. <laughs> he's like, and I he's know like, we've had a lot of fun, but now we got to go back to <laughs> go back to school. Yeah, we're let's go back to people. just being friends <laughs> instead of father and son. You. Yeah, yeah. We, we'll always have the summer, though. Summer days! It, there was a, I think it was probably intentional because I was I thought that was funny. There's a lot of shit I laughed at. The Brandon's like, why are you laughing <laughs> yeah. right now? Well, they finally get back to LA. Carl drops Percy off at his mom's house and there he heads a, back to his house. There was a little cut of a scene, I think, in Texas with far too many wind turbines going on. There was maybe, I don't know where it was. I, was I said it looked like Great Falls. I yeah. said it looked like the area outside of Great Falls, but Oh, I missed that. I was Googling. It was busy. Uh, 
He heads back to his own home where he opens up his email and sees Percy had sent him his one second video project he made on the trip. And he opens up the video and it's just a nice little reflection of him with his son. I was crying. Marina and it. Seth were both watching me out of the corner of their eyes. We were, yeah. He's and like then smiling at each other. We were looking at you crying and we looked at each other. We're like... <laughs> and then, <laughs> then started watching. I knew this would get you. He was flossing. It was beautiful. Was. It was hilarious. He was flossing. It was beautiful. I'll be flossing. That's I'll what be flossing. Oh, flossing. My flossing. little note is oh, uh, she cried at the flossing. Shitty little home video that Brandon will cry at. <laughs> and I think, I think beautiful. that's the point. Yeah, it's like not supposed to be like Hollywood quality, but it's like homemade by the kid. That's why you gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. It it also seemed like one of those things that um they were doing Twitter the whole movie and then halfway through in production they were like, you know it'd be cool if we did uh one of those one second time lapse things. Yeah. Because it's not made clear that the sun does anything with video or has been taking these pictures. It's just like almost to the end of the road trip, they're like, Oh, by the way, I've been making this fucking video. No, he does say it early yeah, on. He does. Like when they leave like South Beach and whatnot, he's like, Oh, I'm doing this project. Yeah, but like, it doesn't come up much in between. Video. It's I guess it's early on the road trip, but it's almost like three quarters of the way through the movie, though. Yeah, there's like 40 minutes left. It feels like they added on. They're like, this is going to be good. We're going to touch some people with this. And then they touched you. They diddled your soul with their fucking one second montage. No, they don't go in through there. They just... They were fondling me. They fondled your soul. Your heart sack. But he sees this video. He calls Percy right away to tell him he wants him on the truck with him whenever possible. After schools, he's got to finish his homework. Money's going to go to a college fund, yada, yada, yada. And now you get a big L.A. food truck scene, like a little expo. And they're cooking up Cubanos like crazy. And his ex-wife Inez is even working on the truck with them all. It's a family. She's taking the orders. And out of nowhere... Ramsey Michelle, the food critic, shows Apparates up. Apparates like a ghost. <laughs> on, the tr- on the truck behind him. He's like, ooh, <laughs> I'm dead. <laughs> Out of nowhere, Dracula with a lightsaber comes um, through. Cuts off the heads of every main character. He's so cool. Sick ending to a movie. Make an entirely serious thing that's an allegory for your entire career in Hollywood, and then you just Dracula with a lightsaber kills everybody. (laughs) That would be the ultimate flex of like I have creative freedom. You, my movie's not gonna end like the fucking people want it to end. A giant shrimp eats the earth. He had to get so many copyrights to get shrimp eats the earth. He's gonna get so many copyrights like a... just for lightsaber <laughs> and a Dracula. We'll just give him a sword then, and no. make it any Dracula. No, I... It doesn't have to be the Dracula. I want it to be the Dracula, Dracula and... Dracula in general. I want it to be the Dracula and Count Dooku's curved lightsaber. It's just... And then, of course, don't forget about the shrimp. I would love that. If you had, like, a regular-sized shrimp, but you just had a tiny little cut No, I like to think of it as, like, the shrimp (laughs) from the earlier, like, one of the prawns. But you can't afford... Okay, I guess it'll be that. You can't afford to CGI a giant shrimp, so you have just, like, clearly a home video of a shrimp you bought at a store, (laughs) and it's got... Like a marble? Yeah. (laughs) He's like, I'm not... We had 20 minutes to tell the first movie, (laughs) and I just had to do something... (laughs) The guy that leaded the fridge. I like to think of it yeah. as the prawn revenge story from earlier. I'm gonna eat the earth because you ate my brothers. The prawn father. Yeah, he eats we should earth. make movies. We should make movies that are entirely serious, and then the ending is just some stupid bullshit. 
Yeah. Well, out of nowhere, Ramsey Michelle shows up and he's like, I want to speak with the chef. So he pulls him off the, they, he comes off the truck and they get into it a bit over the past until he tells him that he's like, this food truck shit is sensational. He's like, this is original. This is back to your roots. You're doing what you love. I can tell what it's doing. And I will, you just let me know. I'm going to come there. But I, I sold my website. And I'm going to offer you a job as a partner because I bought a space to open up a restaurant and I will give you full creative justice over what you cook. I'm a, I'm a, it's as, a, long, as long as it's this kind of shit. It's, a, it's like a ratatouille ending. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it is. And we were the rats we all were. along. We were the shrimp. Just along for the ride. <laughs> it's a shrimp eat rat world. <laughs> we're the rats. No, but so he's. <laughs> I'm scared. We don't. We don't strip away from me. I'm a rat. I'm allergic. Don't eat me. I'm allergic to shrimp. As yeah, a it's shellfish. It makes me swell. Do rats have allergies? Do you think? Can oh, we, for sure. Can you test for that? Yeah, I mean, rat poison kills them, so they're probably allergic to <laughs> that. Allergic? It's poison. Yeah. <laughs> it's like saying I'm allergic to cyanide. It's just poison. You definitely are. <laughs> They did. I'm not allergic. But anyway. I am. So now we zoom in on El Jefe, which is the name of their food truck, but it's a restaurant. And it's closed for a private event, which ends up being another wedding party for Carl and Inez as they are together as a family celebrating with Percy. They've got a new restaurant. It was a wedding party? Yeah. What? She was wearing a wedding dress. She was? They were wedding. I I missed that. I did they not catch on to that part. <laughs> they were wedding. Duh. I hated this ending, so I just like didn't pay attention. But that is the end. And you get little outtakes where we get to see John Favreau learning how to make the perfect grilled cheese with Roy Choi. Um, just in his learning process. Bok Choi. Bok Choi. Bok and- Choi would be a great name for a chef. And that is the end. Hold on. I got to write down. Of Bart. I got to write down Brock Choi. Of Chef Bart. Yeah, you write chef. down Brock Choi. That is the end of Chef. So we should probably take a little break here. Couple couple little seconds. And we'll get back with some cores, quotes, Bye. ratings, reviews, critic reviews, recommendations, ah. and just some fun little things. Ah. Chef Goldblum. Ah. I was like a baby eagle. A baby eagle. See, they'll play a little cornstarch on my werewolves, man. It's too humid down here. Dad, what? I was putting cornstarch on his balls. You putting cornstarch on your balls? Yes, sir. Let me get some. Want some? Here. It's like baby powder. Nuts. It's nice, right? Nice. What's good is in the morning, you could dip your nuts in oil and make hush puppies. Ah! There you go. Yeah. Connor. Hint or Sheffield? Sheffield. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you're really good at them too. That one was bad. <laughs> that one hurt my Eden. voice. That was He Man. Uh, how many quotes no, do we have? Him. I have 15. Feed him. I have four. Six. Okay, Lucas Stark, go. Two of them. Um, This one is from RDJ. He just says, you're not a turd, okay? You're not a turd. 
good. You're it's an, comforting. You're artistic. You're not a turd. He said it a lot. Am I just do? Am I just doing half of mine? Yeah. Um. Actually, you two, final one. You two should probably do all of yours because I have more than you two combined. So yes. do them all. Or you do half. Okay. Seth does half. You do your other half. Seth does his other half. I finish. No, Lucas, read them all. Whoa. Uh, this one is, um, they're getting the plantanos from the market, and he goes, "Watch out for tarantulas." That's good. Spooky. Like and he haunts him like a ghost. My penultimate one is when they're selling stuff. They're like, they're like throwing out requests, which I thought was weird for a food truck. But he's like, "If you can pronounce it, we can make it." True. Oops. That was one of mine. Good line. That's good. And then my last one. Brandon alluded to it earlier, but it is when Inez is like they're yelling at the phone over each other, and she mis- sort of like admits that she loves him. She goes, "I love you too." <laughs> Who? That was your that was your best one. That was Sofia Vergara. Oh, okay, I thought that was just a John Favre impression for a second. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "That was your best one." <laughs> uh, All right, that does it for me. I'm gonna end my quotes there, boys. End them. All right. I guess I, I kind of have seven. I hung the last one. Technically, but six now that one was stolen. Because one of them was just a subtitle that said man singing in Spanish instead <laughs> of, like, the words. Yeah, who knows what it is. Yeah. But my first real one. Ooh. The kid's cleaning the food truck out. It's time to set, 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 set up camp. Set up camp. Set up camp. It's time to set, 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 set up camp. Can't. Is this the Ronald McDonald? It is Ronald McDonald. <laughs> I got the vibe. They set up camp. <laughs> Very first episode. Spooky Island or whatever it was called. Birthday. No, that wasn't Birthday World. It's spooky Castle or something. Yeah. Spooky Forest. Something like that. Something like that. House. Forest. House Spooky Castle. Yeah. Your first real quote. My first real quote is uh, they're cleaning the food truck out and the little boy is like, there's something dead in there. And the dad's like, okay, go look for it. Maybe it's a rat. <laughs> And I got ate by the shrimp. One game. <laughs> um, this is when they're buying... <laughs> Their game is find the rat in my food truck. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's shrimps playing it. Yeah. That's good. Maybe it can cook for us, he's saying. Oh, yeah. It can ratatouille a shrimp into cooking... He thought that was real. To cooking ratatouille. Let's find one of those. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's find one of those. Uh, my second one here is when they're at the store looking for ovens and stuff for the food truck. And they're looking at this basket. There's a wire basket. He goes, you know what this is? And he goes, French fries? <laughs> the, you're right. The kid says. goes to the French fries? Yeah, he says, you're right. And they're just looking at a fry. Like, it's metal wiring. Um, <laughs> John Leguizamo shows up to be a line cook. And he goes, all right, I'll have you. It pays nothing. And he says, I'll take it. He's passionate. He's passionate. Did he ever get him paid? No, I think he just kept using his free labor until... He killed him with Dracula's sword. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Um, If you can pronounce it, we can make it. Oh, this is a subtitle one again, but I had to write it down. Oh, I know this one. And uh, the little kid's talking to Leguizamo, and he says, what are you doing? He says, I'm putting a little cornstarch cornstarch on my werewolves, is what the subtitles Mm -hmm. thought he said. But he said, he said, <laughs> huevos. he said, huevos. But yeah, the, the subtitle said, putting up cornstarch on my werewolves. So I rewound it, and Brandon's like, oh, that's funny. He said, werewolves. And I was like, no, he didn't. That's just what the, that's what the words want you to think. <laughs> on these werewolves. On me werewolves. 
Uh, and the last <laughs> Nacho Libre shit. The last one I wrote down because it's just it's I think it's only funny to me. He he comes back from getting the beignets in New Orleans and he sees the big line and he's like, "So I guess we got to cook some food." But in in my head, I was thinking about it objectively, and I was like, "Oh man, the classic line, this movie, the chef, where the chef says, guess I gotta cook some food.' You said it's the equivalent the of yeah. morb in here. Hey, yeah, it reminded me of Morbius. Yeah. He's like, it's time to morb. It's a chef going, it's time yeah. to cook. We got food. real. We got a lot of stealth on this one, boys. Yeah, it made me laugh. I was in tears almost. So I don't think I had any of mine taken, but let's see. Um, Percy talking to Inez. Where are we? And she goes, "This is this is Little Havana." And he's like, "Like in Grand Theft Auto?" That's true. <laughs> it was. Um, this is the very end of the movie. In the mean, this is the critic talking to him. In the meantime, you just tweet me wherever you are, and I'll come running. All right? Because this shit's good, delicious. Delicioso. Oh my god. Mucho gudo. Mucho gudo. I loved it. That's bad. Well, what are you so excited about? Um uh when Carl finds out about the the replies on Twitter, he goes, just can you read it to me, please? Read read read, read the reply to me. And Percy goes, at Chef Carl Casper, I would rather have you sit on my face after a brisk walk on a warm day than suffer through that fucking lava cake again. You get he wrote that to me. Good he line. wrote it to everyone. Good line. Um cornstarch, yep, we already talked about it. Um This is one from Tony. He goes Uh oh shit, Chef Big Dog up all night cooking. I went, Big Dog! <laughs> Big dog. Um, what he does. That's what I do. This is them creating the Twitter account. Percy's like, he's like, what do you want your name to be? He's like, Carl. He's like, you can't just put Carl. <laughs> it's got to be at some. He's like, well, at Carl, at Carl Casper. He's like, well, that's taken. He's like, somebody took my name. And he's like, he's like, how about at Chef Carl Casper? He's like, that's good. And he's like, at Chef Carl Casper. And Carl goes, so is this for sex? It's like, what? Why do you think we use yeah, Twitter? That's what Tony had alluded to earlier. Yeah. Um, beginning when they're at the farmer's market and they get the uh, andouille sausage, she's like t- talking to Percy. He goes, have you ever tried an andouille sausage? She's like, they're great. And he's like, do you like spicy? And he's like, no. He's like, well, that's okay. They aren't so spicy anyway. <laughs> yeah, I chuckled at that. That was good. Um, this is... I don't remember who was telling Carl this, but he's like talking about Ramsey Michelle. He goes, you know, his online online blog was sold to AOL for $10 million. And I was like, AOL? <laughs> this is 2014. Yeah. Um, What does Twitter have to do with getting pussy? That's one of my quotes. That's a quote? Yeah. I often ask myself that all the time. I was probably from Favreau, because he was very confused about Twitter the whole movie. Probably. Um, well, like an old man plot. <laughs> yeah, in 2014. fucking up on Twitter. Uh, That's funny. I've got five more. This is Robert Downey Jr. talking to Carl, and he goes, I saw what happened online. It was fucking awesome. And you lost a lot of respect there, but I love that, because it shows that you have passion about something. Love and that I was like, you. oh, okay. Love that. 
Um, another one from Carl, um, more profound one. I may not do everything great in my life, but I'm good at this. I manage to touch people's lives with what I, what I do. And I want to share this with you. Sorry, this is kind of a side note. You can buy 16 of those little hats from the movie for nice. only $48. My next, my next quote is from <laughs> Seth and he goes, look at this little Florida hat. I love it. <laughs> And as he's trying to buy hats right next to me on Amazon. That's so many for the low, low price of $48. It's $3 a hat. If any listeners want to buy me 16 Miami hats, I'll give you my address. And my kidney if it came to it. Down the road. He would. would. It would be like a bonding thing. A trade. Not a trade. Hat for kidney. A favor. Eight. 16 hats for 16 kidneys. I'm just saying, if there were kidney failures down the line and you had bought me hats, I would be way more persuaded to give you one of mine than I would had you not bought me the hats. You actually just give them one of your hats, not one of your kidneys. <laughs> yeah, You're one going of them back. through kidney one failure. One of the 16 hats this, back. You, you need this. <laughs> you need this more than I do right now. I give them my least favorite hat. Um, My last two are also <laughs> Seth quotes. Seth just goes right away. My name is Chef. No, don't quote me on that. That was dumb. <laughs> That's great. And his name was Chef. His name was Chef. <laughs> and this is me and Seth going back and forth. I go, oh, good. He, or Carl goes, he's talking about the truck. He's like, it's got good bones. And I go, D.B. Cooper's bones. And Seth goes, it's not D.B. Cooper's bones. It's a food truck, Brandon. <laughs> yeah. Like I was confused. <laughs> You were. I didn't know the difference. Yeah, you didn't know. And that is the end of my quotes. Those bones? (laughs) Those bones. Me too. 26 (laughs) quotes down the bucket. Oh, there were a couple overlaps. 24 quotes down the the bucket. Put them in the fryer. Are those french fries? (laughs) Stevie Cooper's bones. But it's just french French fries. fries. (laughs) All right. It's ratings time. Seth, you're kicking us off. Rotten Tomatoes percentage. I do think I saw the IMDb one earlier, just okay. so you know. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes, I'm going to say... <laughs> Weird. Weird answer. <laughs> Did I get I'm it? I'm going to say lip trill. <laughs> yeah, which is uh, my language for 78%, Okay, I believe. Ooh. Ooh. I think it's pretty high. I think a lot of people... Like, I'm gonna go 90%. I'm gonna go 89. <laughs> You're sticking with what? 78. You okay. Ask. Uh, our winner today is Lucas. It's but an 87. I wanted to go 89. Oh, he would have. He wanted it. Give it to me. Oh, 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 oh. No, it's the, no, the offspring, not birds. Lucas not the, is up 3 2. It's the offspring, not the birds. Well, I offspring. hit that one up dead on, so don't I get two extra points? Oh, he points? does. Or, He's up 4 or 2. An extra point? Yep. Yeah. No. Yep. No. Lucas, audience score on Rotten Tomatoes, also a percentage. He's smiling. 92 percentage. He thinks he's getting away from things. This is the audience? Mm -hmm. Now I'm going 78 for sure. It's a tie. 79. It's an 85. You can't change after I said it's a tie. I did. 85. It's an 85. 87 and 85 on Rotten Tomatoes. All right. So we both get 100 points if it's a tie. Okay, so, so it's 104 to 102. 102. Close game. Um, Close scoring. <laughs> Seth, <laughs> Metascore out of 100? Um, he knows it, doesn't he? Is How IMDb is the Metascore? Mm-hmm. Out of 100, I don't know. I think user reviews, I know if it's out of 10. I know that one. Okay. 
I'll give you a hint. Uh, out of a hundred, you definitely know meta score because that was the hint. Seventy-eight. Seventy-eight. Lucas. Seventy-three. Our winner today is Lucas. Damn, he's up one hundred and five to one hundred and two. It's a sixty-eight. Mm. And last but not least, Lucas audience score mm. out of ten. Sorry, I could bump the mic. Folks. Seven point four. <sighs> Is that the what's that the number? Seven point three. It's a seven point three. <laughs> oh, even no. if even if Seth gets his two points, I win it today. Is Lucas? Well, hey. you should give me the two points anyway because let's pretend I hadn't seen the score yeah, sure. and Lucas has seven point four. Seven point three is my dog, and I love Price's writing. Lucas, yeah, I would That's have seven point three. Yeah, so it's and even then I would have lost. It's one hundred six to one hundred six to one hundred five. Never answered anything else. <laughs> It had to be. Lucas is our 7. winner. 3. Uh, Seth, you owe the listeners a food truck. Woo! You get to nope. pick the food. Um, pierogies. Pierogies. Nice. Some so, Polish cuisine. We've got an eighty-seven and I'm a. Sold them little frogs or something. That's. Nice. <laughs> yeah, you all get uh, fried rocks. <laughs> <laughs> Not lock. No, you didn't mishear me. It wasn't fried locks. It was fried rocks. rocks. So Bitches. critics, eighty-seven and sixty-eight for a seventy-seven point five average, and audiences, eighty-five and seventy-three for a seventy-nine average. Mm. Seth, what are you giving this film? You two wouldn't believe this, but I'm giving it a seven point three. Okay. Yeah. I think this is the first movie to be what a 7.3 should be, (laughs) and not just me repeating it. Other reasoning? Uh, It was good. I think that some of the characters were fine, which, you know, is good. Mm -hmm. Pacing was pretty good, except for the very end. I did not like the ending of this movie. It was closer to- You didn't even know the ending. What? You didn't even know that they got married. That makes it worse for me that they (laughs) did get married. It's like too happy. It was close to like a 7.9, but the ending bumped it down to like a 7.3. Okay. Because the pace was really good up until then, and then suddenly it was like, oh my god, everything came true all at once with the food truck. Like, he worked so hard for everything, went through like his turmoils and his trials, not to mention the tribulations. Yeah. And then it gets to that part, and it's like, I, I even was fine with the critic being like, I have a billion dollars, I'll buy a restaurant for you. Because <laughs> it was kind of established earlier that he'd made a fortune accidentally yeah. in the early 2000s. So he gets to that, he buys in the restaurant, but it's just like a, instead of showing the work with the restaurant, they're just like six months later, he's getting remarried to his ex-wife and also he's got his dream job. That's fair. Lucas. I'm in a a tougher spot, I think, because a lot of this movie I did really like and it made me feel a lot of like little, little happiness. I wouldn't, not necessarily like ecstasy or stuff, but I'm just like, yeah, it's charming. I liked I like the food. I think the food cooking stuff was good. I think mm-hmm. RDJ was good. Mm-hmm. Um, it, a lot of it wasn't all that challenging, which I don't think a movie like this is meant to be, but that might just be more of my personal taste where it's kind of like the epitome of like a TNT movie in some form or fashion or like an ABC family movie or something where it's just on and you don't have to pay all that much attention. There are good vibes. An R-rated music. ABC family movie. Mm. Yeah, I, that was another thing. I didn't think it needed to be R-rated just so they could say pussy and fuck a lot i guess this movie was r-rated mm-hmm. they had two f-words in it so it has to be that's insane they should have gone I'm further. Gonna, i think my score will end up somewhat similar to Seth. i'm gonna go with the 7.5 i think good vibes i'm glad i watched it um 
I yeah, seven point five. Yeah, fair. Um, I know it's my birthday movie, and usually up to this point, like birthday movies, like I fucking love this movie. It's the best movie ever. But like ten, ten. It's it's not a ten movie. I just kind of enjoy. It's just an easy watch. It's fun. It there are some like really good stuff, like you said. I love the food shots and the work there. Yeah, I'm really um, hungry. Some good acting stuff in there. Um, some not so great. Couple plot holes, but I think I'm in eight point six. I might be a little higher on it because I like couple pot holes. Ooh, because nice. they're driving a food truck. Because they cook in pots, and there's a hole, in and it. they all have buttholes. And so I'm in eight point yeah. six. So seven point three, seven point five, eight point six. Mm-hmm. And I forgot my equation from last. time. Oh, you did already. Yeah, it's a seven point eight average. Mm. I think on the Sunday movie scale. It's like a nine point nine or a nine point one or something. It's yeah, you pretty just, good Sunday just, easy. You just turn on your TV and you watch something. Yeah, but you can't be yeah. subjective about it. And well, this I mean, is that's that's why on this that's my scale. And I will say that this is like like you said, it's a family film. I mean, even if it's rated R, mm. it's it's like a top notch kind family of family values. film. Yeah, family. Because we've watched a lot of shit family, family films up to this point, and this yeah, one actually more. delivers something. So. You guys want to hear some reviews? It does. Yeah. Okay. I've got five critics. There are a lot of critics, and they're short, but... First is by Peter Travers at Rolling Stone. They said, an artful surprise and an exuberant gift. Three and a half out of four stars. Ooh, oh my god, that's high. It's an 87.5. Oh, sorry, yeah. Go on, next one. Oh, okay. <laughs> yes, I'm bossing you around Next now. is by Ty Burr at the Boston Globe. He Skip. said... Funny and heartfelt, despite its weaknesses, the strengths overpower the parts of the meal that were undercooked. Three and a half out of four stars. Hey, you did like a cooking thing. Yeah. So some of the movie was undercooked. Imugi. There was a raw chicken on set acting. Next is by... his name was John Favreau. (laughs) Oh. It's not even a good joke. I don't know why I'm laughing so hard. <laughs> a terrible Gave joke. Gave salmonella. It's so dumb. Yeah. The, the, metaphorically, proverbial salmonella of the audience. Okay. he gave us. Next is by Ken Choi at Wide Lantern. Zero out of ten. They said there are definitely structural problems, but if you've ever seen the Kristen Bell sloth video on Ellen, that was me during the second half of the movie. Non-stop tears. It was happy crying because Favreau's character was doing what he wanted. Kind of sounds like a me kind of review. That's a score. Yeah, Doesn't have a score. That. Did he pay the critics to say this shit? It wasn't this good. I really love this movie. Well, yeah. I did too. But I wasn't crying. I cried. Like Kristen Bell. I cried. About a slaw. You guys saw me crying. I had the downward lip, like... Yeah, I might just be like a sociopath or something. Because I looked at you crying and I was like... (laughs) (laughs) No, that's fine. Marina's laughed at me crying a lot. Yeah. Maybe she's just a sociopath too. (laughs) They're just sociopaths. Um, Next is by Chris Cabin at Slant Magazine. He says, Favreau's most self-satisfied, safe, and compromised film to date with a true lack of realism and credibility. One and a half out of four stars. Calling him a coward. Yep. And last is by Stephen Holden at the New York Times. Uh, he says, aggressively feel good and shallow, Steve but, Holden. but highly enjoyable. Mm. I thought I that exact that. thing. You can buy? Yeah, that's probably my most apt review. 
I sw- oh, stands for apartment. I've already finished Cocaine Bear. That's on the next script. I was like, I swear I had another critic reviewer. And user reviews. First off, Plankton Rules, Returner. Let's go. February 12th, 2015, they say. Has he won yet? Should no. start a new list? Sure. They say, movies about food and chefs are rather popular, and I am particularly fond of them since I adore cooking. And I make an amazing souffle, by the way. So, it's not the least bit surprising that I'd watch the film Chef. However, what is surprising is that I didn't particularly like the film, and it's one of the first foodie films I really haven't enjoyed, though I sure wanted to. With such a great cast of supporting actors, I sure expected to love it, so why didn't I like this film? Much of it is because the movie's main focus is not on the food, but the main character, and his character is a real <laughs> jerk face. All in all, the food documentary. <laughs> yeah, he was like, I want the food to come to life. He loves Sausage Party. I mean, it was called Chef, and there wasn't a ton of food in it. But all in all, I don't fit in with most of the other reviewers, as I know there are just many other better, better foodie films, and you could just do a lot better. Four out of ten. I do think, and I thought this while watching it, a lot of the themes are similar to The Bear, the show that came out last year or two years ago. I love and the, I bear. Think the Bear. Point at I me. think The Bear, I prefer that, I think. Because I thought you were Devin at first, and Devin was just over here and talking about The Bear with me. Does he love it? Yeah. It, we watched the pilot together, the mm-hmm. first 10 minutes of it, and I do want to watch it. It's very good. It looks good. And I heard that one of them was shot like Birdman style, all one shot. Yeah, one of them was. One of the episodes, yeah. I don't remember that, but maybe. You would, Do you though. love the episode of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, Charlie's work? Yeah. That's, that episode is so good. It's it's in a season that's like they're starting to go downhill. Uh-huh. They're, they're, they're losing it's like season 11. Episodes. Yeah. yeah it's, like a, it's, it's a bad show now, but that episode is great. You're like, oh my God. Yeah. Yeah, that one blows me away. Next is by Seth, Snoopy Style. <gasps> December 29th, ooh, 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 ooh. 2014. Mm-hmm. Big Dog says, John Favreau needs a little time to warm up. The movie starts off functionally, then RDJ shows up and injects some much-needed hilarity. Sometimes I feel like the kid, but other times I'm not so sure. He's not the easy, super cute type. That's also how I feel about Favreau. The plot is a bit too easy and doesn't really have any tension. It's a light story with some food porn and a bit of cross-country charm. This is more like a light appetizer, but there's nothing wrong with that. 7 out of 10. And a moose-bouche, if you will. Yeah. What did you say, Lucas? I was just about food puns. Yeah. I see you. None of us quoted a moose douche. Ooh, good one. Yeah. No, 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 it was in the movie. Oh. I thought one of you guys would have it too, so I didn't write it down. Yeah, they called Tony that. I I did not hear that. I was going to write it down, but I was like, I had to. That's why I asked you what an amuse bouche was, because I thought it was an appetizer, and it was. I thought you were just thinking. They called Tony an amuse douche. I thought you were just thinking back to Valentine's Day. Oh, and the, when Jennifer Garner is... Do you like balls in an ass? Yeah, I remember. <laughs> but then the nice one was, I'll take two. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. I'm you laughed exactly that like that I, when I, I said, I'll take did. two. Uh, you did. I did. Uh, next is by Cosmas Returner on June Talk 3rd, 2016. Oh, you hate him now. Always. No, you've loved him before. I've hated him. Listen back like five episodes. You said you loved this guy. This guy deserves to be strung up in quarter. I'm I'm like ten episodes behind. I'll let you know if you like him or not. He did one. He did one episode. He did. Um. He says I have no idea why anyone would call this movie by this title, but the German distributor <laughs> thought it would. 
But the German distributor thought it would be a perfect fit, so who am I to argue? Uh. Another thing that cannot be argued with is the passion John Favreau went after this. Learning the trades of being a chef and really going into as much detail as he deemed necessary. He did not take this lightly, which can be seen throughout. Kiss the cook. A really fun and enjoyable ride if you let yourself into it. 8 out of 10. I really only put this in here for the I have no idea why somebody would call this movie by this title. It's, it's, it's pretty called, obvious. It's called something different in German. It's called Kiss the Cook. Oh, that's why he put Kiss the Cook in here. There you go. Hmm. That is hmm. a bad title. Yeah. That is a bad title. Okay, next. He didn't even kiss anybody. Rarely. No, he didn't. You're right. You can't he think almost can't kissed you. ScarJo. He almost kissed ScoJo. ScarJo. ScoJo! <laughs> Yeah, because her scovilles are off the charts because she's so hot. Good recovery. Continue. Thanks, man. Um, but yeah, he like leans into her ear and is like, let me cook something for you, girl. And then he does, and she's like, this is so hot. And then let she me, leaves. Let me cook that ass up, baby. <laughs> she's not cooking her ass up. The implication was that they fuck. Yeah, oh, for sure. She for finished sure. with her noodles. Almost entirely certain, but there is a small sect of us, me, that believes that he cooked <laughs> As a form of kink Small for her, and us. she got yes. cooked for as a form of kink, and then they just lay down and don't even touch. Man, she cooks that ass. Restaurants. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's why she's head weight. She could be doing so. She's got a master's, yeah. and she's just a head. She's a mater d instead. Next up is by Neil four seven six. That's me. On June twenty seventh, twenty fourteen, they say. Credit goes to all the performers. I can understand why it has been referred to as food porn. I could have done with a little less time and a fewer close-ups devoted to shopping, chopping, frying, toasting, and the like. And with one exception, I felt like the bad language was unnecessary. But these are small complaints to aim at a film which has a lot of heart and has left me with a joyful feeling. I think some of the close-up food parts are what make it yeah, that's extra some good. Of the best in- cinematography for sure but i i was gonna argue with something what was the second half of that review they didn't like the bad language yeah that was it it's tough because i think if you want some realism as a chef you have to have some bad language but i think an r rating for saying pussy and fuck twice is also hard to justify yeah, it's kind of stupid. I mean, it's it's so minor, too. Like, they could have really went over the top with it. They played it just enough where they, they had some... Have. Yeah, they could have just blown it up in the kitchen, but I think they played it just enough. The Burnt, that movie has more of that stuff in there. Oh, i never seen Burnt. You? Burnt. No. Hmm. You? That is. The Bradley Cooper one. You? The one that I talked about in the history. I think that's supposed to be more, like, darkly realistic. Okay. Ooh kind of scary three more returner no god no masters Ooh. uh april 19th 2018 he says there is nothing like a fun family film with a family message and a few f-bombs tossed in for the kiddos carl must go from being with molly in quotes will have sex for food to living <laughs> off the charity of his what? still loving ex-wife inez yeah, sofia vergara I wish I had his kind of bad luck. Carl succumbs to his wife's idea of attaining a food truck, which causes him to bond with his son and other formulatic or formulaic ideas to the point of nausea. The problem I had with the script and film is that it tried too hard to create a feel-good formula film. It seemed plastic and fake. The characters and the situations never seemed real, which makes this movie nothing more than a substandard comedy. A mildly entertaining film 
five out of ten. Mm. He didn't like. We'll it. have sex for food. The yeah, the air quotes always get me when you do those. I know they're on there, but it's I funny know. when you do this. And my penultimate one is by J. Rog Jr. He fucking died. It's Junior Rog instead of Big Rog. Mm, Junior OG Junior. No. October 26th, 2020. He says, my name is Chef. He didn't. He did. My name is Chef. This movie is what boys is what made boys into men and men into gods. 10 out of 10. I'm just as dumb as this guy, huh? <laughs> That's where I fall on the social ladder. This made us all Vishnu. Watch out. Don't try to fight Vishnu at 3 in the morning. Prank gone wrong. <laughs> it's clickbait. People are going to click on it. And my last one is by Impending DD. March 25th, 2020. Nice. You can't do it with a date. <laughs> it worked though. That's every fucking review. <laughs> he, this guy says, "Man, this was cringy." Favreau wants to be Latino so bad. Kind That's of. one out of ten. That's funny. I was thinking about that earlier. How I think that he had a lot of that. Well, I mean, there's a whole thing about him going to Little Havana and the Cuban girls. Like your your Cuban Cubanas are way better than these Cubans. Yeah, and Miami. It was. Like, he Welcome lives in L.A., so it's, he's going to have a lot of, like, Latinos just in the community and working with sure. him. But uh, I did get a sense of, like, not him wanting to be Latino. By him doing his little dances. Yeah, but more just, like, him wanting to be viewed in the movie as, like, a worldly guy. Like, he doesn't even care if you speak Spanish. He's cool with that, yeah. actually. And he's just being, like, one of those <laughs> chill white guys, you know what I mean? Like, he's not he mad did. at you for he's being foreign. He's got tattoos. Yeah. 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 Which I don't... He, doesn't he have, wore the headband. Does he have tattoos? He wore the handkerchief headband he in real life. Like the classic... I don't know about real... I don't think real life. I don't he know. had a couple in the movie, because he had the, the, the flag of California, the bear, the sole republic <laughs> oh, he did. on his arm. So he's definitely the going for it. No, um, but that the Montana one's dumb, isn't it? Like it's close to like the Argentina flag, I think. Unless I'm thinking of the wrong one. Well, that's gonna end it this week. Goodbye. Are we recommending Sick. Chef? Um, recommending? Yeah. To whom? If you don't have to ask that, I blanket think, statement. I think strictly before two p.m. I think is my recommendation. You got to start it before May. then. Yeah, I've watched it in bed at ten. It holds up. P.m. Yeah. AM to the BM. I think a 10 p.m. in bed PM movie. To the PM funk. You want a thriller. You want you want something dark and moody at 10 p.m. No, that's too oh, scary. A, yeah, I was gonna say that's way that's too scary. scary. It's scary. It's bedtime. Ooh. That's, no, that's because you're, you're adrenaline being a going when he's trying to go to sleep. Yeah. Grown ups don't watch the last two. And the, the last two nights I went to bed at 9 p.m. and 10 p.m. Huh? Yeah, I go. To I went sleep to bed at 9 p.m. and 10 p.m. Listen, Lucas, grown-ups don't watch scary movies because grown-ups don't get scared. And I Idiot. got up the last two days. At, thrilled. On the, thrilled. On the weekend, <laughs> on my like, days off, I got up at 8 a.m. and 6:20 a.m. Look at this fucking cringe lord. I woke up at 1 p.m. accidentally today. <laughs> yeah, you would have yeah, slept longer, you. but you. I called you. I woke up I'm at 9:30. I was like, "This every sucks." Day for the golf course, <laughs> I would have been fired immediately. So, are you recommending this, Seth? To whom? 
anybody. Blanket statement? Yes. Well, since my feet are cold and I would like a blanket, yes. <laughs> I recommend it to... You said before to, I'm going to recommend it. I love this <laughs> yes, movie. Yes, before to, yes, because I'm cold and yes, and because yes. it's a good movie yeah. from Brandon. So three yeses, that's going to end Chef. And next week, we've got a 2023 film called Cocaine Bear. Mm. Um, originally, when this title came up, when it was just Lucas and I doing the podcast for a while, we're like, oh shit, we're going to have to do Cocaine Bear. And then we brought it up in our writer's blocks too. So now that it's come out, I feel like we have to do Cocaine bear because uh, most why not? recent movie today yeah taking lyle's position thank goodness our most recent i didn't hear movie. anything you said what this will be most our most recent, recent movie relative to when we record the episode ever. except when we except when we do transformer well, also ever but... except when we do transformer six after transformer six comes out yeah, yeah that's gonna be, be awesome can't wait I've how are we gonna take good notes things, and so, yeah. quotes in the theater how are we going to take notes and quotes? In the theater. cell phone flashlights. <laughs> yeah, we aim them at the screen and <laughs> write it in. We burn it onto the screen. Someone the tells us otherwise, we And then we write that down afterwards. <laughs> we write it down at home. Just bring a notebook. We've I've done notes on this before. Robert wrote a full, wrote, like, half a notebook. I, I freaking wrote part of my homework when I was in a theater once as a freshman. When saw a movie, get some homework. You know how many notes I take? You know how cramped my hand's gonna be? I don't give a shit, man. We gotta do it. How am I gonna eat popcorn? All right, well, you know, here's the other option, Brandon. We go in, we talk to the manager of the theater at the time. We say, hey, I, we're on a podcast. We have a really super successful movie no, podcast. No, you can just say... Will I, AMC sponsor us? You can just say running a podcast. You can say, is it cool if I sit in the back with a laptop and just write down notes? He'll say no in case you're a bootlegger. So yeah. there is one option of notebooks. Okay. The second option was a lie. Anyway, we're doing Cocaine Bear. We hope you enjoyed Chef. Oh, yeah. We're still recording. Um, Sorry. Season seven. Uh, send Lucas some TikToks, some dance moves. He needs no, to dance. Don't have TikTok. So send them to him anyway. Yeah. Send them to Brandon, and then he'll send them to me, and I'll send them to Lucas. And I'll send them to Lucas, too. And with that, we'll see you next week. Later. Kadoosh. Thank you for listening to The Good, The Bad, and The Movies. If you like the show, please like and follow us on Anchor and any other podcast sites we are located on. We would love to hear your feedback, so please leave us comments and reviews on our Instagram and Facebook pages at The Good, The Bad, The Movies. We will be back next week to deep dive into more movies, and remember, if it's it's good good and it's bad, it's it's probably the movies. movies.